It's my opinion that I think this is supposed to be fun, uh, being in body, and and maybe half the fun is the experimentation of like what are the upper limits. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. Uh, we are going to be chatting with Michael Wan a little bit later about um, Sasquatch Alchemy and Graham Star Chart. I never got mine yet. Starboard. Starboard, Star Chart, same thing. It's a chart on a board. Um, I didn't get mine yet, so we won't be able to talk about that. But that'll be fun to talk about maybe just a little further down the line. You might not even get yours at all. You think he's just like, fuck it? <laughs> like that Darren guy. Yeah. I thought he liked me. He seemed yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, he did. Anyway, I got Graham crammed in the corner Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? And, of course, we got... Uh, Pretty good. You feeling crammed over there? No, I'm okay. You okay? Yeah. You look cramped. We should get some little jail bars on behind you. A little jail cram thing. Gram. Yeah, now it's cram, 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 gram. gram. <laughs> Spam, cram, gram. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, thanks. Welcome That's to the cool. studio. Thank you. You're the second person to come here. Wow. When, yeah, when was it you said, I, well, I could, I could come on your show, we'll talk about stuff, and then all of a sudden you're here, like, I think it was yesterday or today or something. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Yeah, I was on a bit of a road trip for work and yeah. binge watching the shows, and I started commenting, and because you read out one of my emails. Oh, and that's like, right. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, come by the show, and I'm like, well, when do you do it? And you're like, well, Wednesdays. I'm like, cool. How about tomorrow? I'll yeah. swing by. I want to check out the studio and see how it looks. And I mean, I was planning on just we were doing we we're planning on doing like a whole episode with you and maybe somebody else from our CE five group or something like that. But I thought, hey, we're doing the intro now. You might as well join us while yeah. you're here and check out the space because yeah. maybe we can do some like Reiki classes and stuff in yeah. here. You never know. No, it's it's awesome and like the space is fantastic and uh, a little bit. Um, it's, it's crazy. I, you know, I think people listen to podcasts and think it's easy, but like looking around at all your gear and all the setup you got to do. So uh, I'm going to, I wasn't told to say this, but man, people got to man up and support the show. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yes, yeah, gear acquisition syndrome is a real thing. You know, the funny thing is half the time this fucking gear seems to cause more problems than it helps. Yeah. I mean, you actually, we worked out gear, but we try to do it with good We do quality, it live to right? tape you know? and live to tape. I don't want to spend any time editing this shit. We got some complaints last time over the audio. We've had we've had a bad run of audio, really. It is a little frustrating. Moved in the new space. We had some problems at Brody's. It actually turned out to be a failing EQ, this one in the middle that we're not using anymore. But then we've had like that little hub there blow and the other hub blow and it's like jingling. I mean, the stuff just goes. So yeah. the more gear you got, the more. The, the EQ has been the worst yet because it lasted. It took like a month <laughs> and a half or two months to die because you'd start out and everything would sound fucking hunky dory. And then we get hotter and hotter. And as the gear got hotter, it would slowly start to fizzle and pop. And yeah. and then last week we were recording the intro and it just pop. Just fucking <laughs> popped and shut off halfway through the show. So it was almost a blessing in disguise because now we know what the problem is. Yeah, now we should have better audio from here on out. Hopefully. We might need more curtains. I got a new curtain. Lisa got me a new curtain. Yeah, we need to soften up the space still a little bit. <laughs> so we might add like just another curtain over there that pulls across the window maybe. We'll 
So before it was I forget, so nice to have a window. Though. Before I forget, this Michael Wan episode was was fantastic, and he did my star chart, and I did put uh, pictures of that, just one one picture of it, so people because we wanted people to see what this was like. It's a very visual visual thing. So check out our Instagram, and you can see a picture there. Of, uh, I was the hoping chart. it was Sasquatch Alchemy, but that's okay. Next time. That's why Jason's here. <laughs> what is Jason's Sasquatch got, well, we don't know. I have what, no idea. That's yeah. why I was so excited. I mean, oh. It kind of sounds like your encounters with Sasquatch in a way. I mean, yeah, well, I've, I've had, a, I've had some interactions and I, I saw one once, which was very cool. Was so. that recently? That was that when you were having those, uh, same like kind of time frame as those, uh, sort of encounters in a trailer. Um, yeah, it was the, 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 encounters in the trailer so that would have been 2016 in the summer and when i saw saw the big guy it was december it's actually right i think it might have even been christmas eve or just a couple of days before christmas eve wow really um december 2016 yeah do you want to i mean we should probably we can't just say that and then move on from there so <laughs> we should probably just jump right into that i, mean, I assume be, did you have a firearm no <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! I think Jason's on my side about the not shoot, right? Not, not even don't shoot. I would honestly, I would jump in front. See, this is I've got the shirt on right here. Yeah, take fucking save Sasquatch. Huh? The yeah. calves could have been bigger. Yeah, I, I, and quite honestly, I if somebody if we were driving to try and interact with Sasquatch and people started joking, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my truck. <laughs> You'd be walking home. I say, get the fuck off of my podcast. <laughs> We have guns in the front, just in case we have a sighting. <laughs> They're uh, musket style. What so, about trank them? Can we trank them? No. Nothing? Because you, you wouldn't be able to hit them, right? Would you? I mean, Honestly, um... They are, you know, they're they're incredibly psychic beings. Um, they're inter multi-dimensional, interdimensional, however you want to look at it. Um, chances of you getting anywhere near them with a gun, I think, are pretty slim. So, hmm. and then you hear those stories about the hunters that do, and then when they get they when they look at it in the eyes, they can't pull the trigger. You know? Well, exactly, and that's yeah. like what happened when I when I, the the sighting I had. I was with a friend, um, and my friend didn't see him, and. It, it messed with my mind to the point where I didn't even for a, not even a brief second did did the thought cross my mind to say, hey, look over here, like, look what I'm looking at. And I didn't even think for a second to reach in my pocket and pull up my cell phone and take a picture. I just sit there staring yeah. at this thing. So as do you want me to just tell the story? About yeah, how yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So 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 again, this was like December 2016. This was after we had some interactions camping. Um so there's a spot and it's actually not even far from calgary i don't want to say exactly where it is it's near bray creek so i mean like from my house um it's not even an hour drive and we head out there and my buddy had been shown this spot by someone who claims to have had many sightings and interactions with a family of them there so i kept bugging him and, and when she took him out there she said it was the first time in years that she hadn't had an interaction. So first thing is they're very selective on who they interact with. They, uh, you know, they read your energy and intention and they get to know you before you, you even know they're there. Um, but they went out there, nothing happened. So he was quite disappointed. And it took me a few months of bugging. I'm like, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. So finally we went out. So we go to this, to the specific spot and I'll try and paint a mental picture. So, it's in trees and this particular spot, um, there's some 
some overturned, a lot of overturned trees, and some of them we sit on. So if you can imagine just one big overturned tree where a few people can sit. Um, about 10 feet away from that tree, there's another one that's overturned, but it creates a kind of a blind because it's, it's, it's overturned. So there's all this dirt and mud in the roots. So it creates this big barrier. It's a big circle barrier. It's about 12 feet around. So it's huge. Um, so a lot you can't see. So my buddy is sitting down on the, on the, the one log and we're in front of this big overturned tree. So we're just sitting there. It was my first time there. And, uh, I get up and just kind of start wandering around to kind of see what's on the other side of this big overturned, you know, creating this huge blind and I'm kind of more beside it now. And, um, just kind of looking around and, you know, taking in, you know, it's nice being out in the forest and stuff, taking everything in. And, um, so then I, I look off in the distance, like, you know, it's maybe, I don't know, hundred feet away. I, I see, I see the Sasquatch. Um, so it's kind of squatted down on its haunches, like, like squatted down and, um, like forwards on his four legs or like squatted down on his back legs. Yeah. Like kind of like sitting on his ankle sort of. Okay. Um, and I would say even at that six feet tall, Pretty much that one. So you could tell it wasn't a bear. Like it was. Oh, I, yeah. well, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I didn't get. Do you think eaten. he was pooping? <laughs> oh, maybe he squatted. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I never. I never <laughs> thought about that. Seen leave it some to, scat. Leave it, leave it to Darren. To I had some, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. he have a squatty potty? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey. Fuck those motherfuckers. Oh. Okay. What? Calm down. The squatty dude. potty people. Oh. I'm so upset with them. I feel like there's a history there. Well, yeah, they were know. all, we were friends and I asked them to come on the show. <laughs> oh, and they just went radio yeah. silent, yeah. unfollowed us. What the hell? Never came back. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, I freely promote the squatty potty. They've never given us a dime. I've been accused of being a squatty potty shill and these guys won't come on the show. Wow. Well, fuck them. Yeah. Well, that's right. We need actually a squatty potty for the studio. I know. I was thinking about it today. It's a, it's a high toilet too, so my yeah. feet can't oh, even man. The You're going to need like a 14-inch. <laughs> Do your feet seriously not hit the ground? I can't remember. I was thinking. It's, it's high. It's high. My toes probably. I didn't think about that ground's feet hanging there. <laughs> Kicking. Like my kid. Oh, what a mental picture. So it anyways, okay, let's get back to the let's get back to the squatting squatting squat. Sure, sure, sure. So the, the Sasquatch squatting down, kind of sitting on his ankles and like so yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna say it again, just to get an idea of the size of this guy. Like six feet squatted down and just about as wide. Like he was massive. And I'm looking at him and I mean I can see it's definitely not a bear I mean I can see his face I can see his hair like something he was close enough I could see definition and different colors and like streaks in his hair and I could see his arms and and he's just staring at me and I'm staring back at him now the interesting thing was so between myself him off to my left to the right is my buddy so if you can imagine that triangle mm-hmm. right now directly in between my buddy and the Sasquatch is that big overturned yeah. tree. So it's yeah. like, you know, he's being selective in who he appeared to, yeah. which I think, you know, pretty much ticked off my buddy. He was up, upset, yeah. but, um, you know, so I'm just staring and I'm looking at, and again, like 
the, the thought didn't even cross my mind to be like, hey, Chad, come check this out. Yeah. The thought didn't even cross my mind to reach in my pocket, pull up my cell phone, take a picture. I'm just staring. I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe this. I'm actually seeing a Sasquatch. And, you know, the interaction, like you mentioned, I had um, earlier in the year in the summer, like that stuff was like just mind blowing. So I wasn't, I, I knew there was Sasquatch and that happened in a very, very close area too. So, I mean, I knew they were around, so it wasn't a surprise in that way. It was just like a surprise, like, wow, they're he's appearing to me like, yeah, you know, yeah. who the hell am I? <laughs> but, yeah. You know? So I'm just staring and staring and I'm just in disbelief and I'm, my brain turned to mush. Cause the only thing I could think to verify, I didn't think start walking towards them. Cause I mean, I'm not the least bit afraid of them. Yeah. Not, I mean, it'd tear me apart, but it's not going to. No. Um, so, you know, I don't think, hey, maybe I should just walk over, get a little closer and see if you'll, you know, fist bump or something. <laughs> My thoughts to prove that, you know, this is real and this actually happened. My brain came up with the plan. And I mean, I'm totally sober, by the way. Like, this is just, my brain went to mush. And my, my plan is, I'm going to look away and stop paying attention to him. And when I look back in a couple minutes and he's gone, then I'll know that... <laughs> That it was actually there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, well, that's the most ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, logic. But I mean, I was going to ask you. You said he was maybe psychic and multidimensional. And so when you when you when you were there and you don't think about even calling to your friend or taking a picture, because I mean, taking a picture is one of the last things I want to do if I'm seeing a UFO, for example. Right. So I understand that that thing. I don't want that moment to, to end. I don't want to miss any of right, it. So exactly. any fucking around with a camera or whatever. And, and yeah, live in the moment, have the experience. Yeah. Right. So. But do you, you think can't there get was a some UFO part? shot anyway? But you can yeah. get a Bigfoot shot. Yeah. Oh, actually, well, I'll show you after we're done this intro. I'll show you my my UFO shots from East Eddie. Oh, boy. okay. So, <laughs> do you think he played any part? Yeah, Send absolutely. Help. Send help. So it wasn't just your brain. No. Like he, he might have even told it was, you. Look I, away, I guarantee as being influenced. Like absolutely. Like there yeah. was. I could it just. There's some influencing there. So so I did. So I, I looked away, and it and it was the strangest thing. Because immediately, as soon as I looked away, I totally forgot he was there. I wasn't like, you know, looking around. I'm like, I'm going to look back. I just, I completely, it, I, this one of the most amazing things ever happened in my life. I immediately forgot. Like, it, it sounds ridiculous. I know. But this is what happened. And then another thing, just to be clear, this area, these trees, it's winter. There's no leaves. It's bare trees. The trees are, you know, 15, 20 feet apart. It's not like super thick or anything. So... For him to have, first of all, being that big and walked to that close to us, should have heard something, but didn't. So there's a lot of people, you know, they talk about them being multidimensional and they'll say, well, I saw them walking and all I could see was the top half, their, their, their legs aren't there. Because when they're like that, they're silent. So, you know, there's that aspect. How did he get there? And so I looked away, forgot he was there and just started talking to my buddy and just gawking around some more. And... A couple minutes later, my buddy and I were, were talking and we're looking at each other. And all of a sudden, like, I can remember it like it just happened over my left shoulder. If you can imagine somebody like, I mean, whoever your favorite baseball player is, like the biggest home run hitter going up to a telephone pole with a Louisville slugger baseball bat, cracking it over the telephone pole and like breaking it because it's so hard. I hear this wood knock behind me and it sounds like it's 10, 15 feet back just crack 
huge noise just like resonated like within my chest and my buddy and I just lock eyes and we both like the, the face you're doing me Graham right now just eyes wide and we just like freeze for like two three seconds and we're both at the same time we're like that was so fucking cool and then we both turn around and look and of course there's nothing there and again this is not dense like forest where like something can be running in and out hiding like we should have been able to see it yeah and then we're, we're just looking and we start kind of looking around and then we start hearing crack from up to the left, crack from like off in the distance, crack straight above us. It's like all these wood knocks are just surrounding us and we're looking where they're coming from. We keep looking. There's nothing in top of the trees. They're just, you know, so they're, I don't even know what you want to say if they're, they're in their multidimensional cloaking or, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. right so then we started interacting we actually started asking them questions and we worked it out that if we get a crack or a wood knock it's a yes if it's silence it's no so we're like is it okay that we're here we get a wood knock is it okay if we come back we get a wood knock um i'm trying to think we didn't get a whole lot of no's but it was like you know um we started asking about certain people we knew that would be interested can we bring this person here to meet you knock can we bring this person silence um <laughs> like should we keep this location you know kind of secretive and only to trust people and like yes you know yeah. that sort of thing so that went on it was probably 45 minutes of question and question and answer with sasquatch oh, i don't think you've ever told me that part <laughs> oh no in, in, in that much detail yeah yeah i'm surprised fantastic. i love telling this story i'm like what? if i'm on a train i'll just like randomly tell strangers what and, kind of question <laughs> what was the best question uh yes or no is tough yeah um, the best question I asked them, um, hmm. like, did you ask him any UFO questions or uh, anything like that? Oh man. No. Like, well, cause there's a connection I, there. Don't right? pollinate the streams. Ask, uh, no, I, I didn't even think of anything like that. Next time ask if I can come. <laughs> okay. I'm sure they wouldn't mind as long. Oh, they'd love to make a believer out of you. Cause you guys have a good reach, right? That's right. Sasquatch so. can come on the show. <laughs> we could actually take the no nah, i wonder they probably wouldn't do it if we had the recorder but mm. if we had the recorder yeah that's the well, other thing yeah because you see those those trail cam videos where they know where the infrared is and they'll just like kind of reach in with sticks and you know well they can see that spectrum right and i mean i i, I firmly believe i mean it's funny because like even a lot of people who believe and you know think there's sasquatch out there but you get into the multi-dimensional and they're psychic and they're like okay now nah, it's too much but you know i've gone out there with people and on we're on the ride out there and they start talking shit and you know bitching and moaning about different stuff I'm like you know you guys really think like they know we're coming right now and they're they probably are listening in it's like somehow they they're aware of where our hearts at right now like we should be kind of more respectful and not talking about people that you know you're angry at or whatever like you know just go in with loving intent. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, well, kind know. of the same as our CE5 groups and meetings, yeah. right? I mean, that's yeah. one of the key things is cohesiveness and just having yeah. love in your heart instead yeah. of, you know, negativity, so, right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, I want to, what I'd like to do, because, um, like, I'm we, when I was texting you, Celia suggested I need to start leading a CE5 group just to open up the date so it's not just once a month and also have it plant medicine friendly. Yeah. So right. Darren's invited to that one. <laughs> so if you can't, well, that's right. They, they found a workaround to keep. You found a workaround. No, everybody's to keep asking you to go. I mean, I invited you last weekend. And then you said no weed. Well, 
That's, well, yeah. When he well, said you have to attend, then he said, I think well, I can get you in. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 now it's okay. You have an option. And, and I don't, I honestly, I, I don't remember last time I went to a C5 and didn't have something really cool happen. I mean, Every we see the, stuff whenever we go stargazing. Yeah. For sure. Wife and I are going out, out to the mountains next weekend. It'll be interesting. But the key is, like, get the low flyer to land. I mean, there's a low flyer that comes around. We've seen it. Tw- I've only seen it twice. Which well, one are you talking nights. about? The low flyer that we saw at mile 13 there. The we one out. we saw twice in one night? Yeah, and then the other night up north a little further, we saw it again. Was I there for that one? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, there's so many, so many things have happened, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I can attest most of Graham's stories. I've listened to them, and I was there for most of them. And it yeah. actually happened. And if anything, I think you almost understate how cool they are. Sometimes it's like, man, it was way cooler than you're well, making it sound. Well, it's hard because I don't want to sound like I know. I'm just a have you heard the jingle or ever? <laughs> yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds pretty excited to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do know what you mean, though. Yeah, it, it's, well, yeah, you don't. It's, yeah, because you don't want to make it sound more f- so super fantastical that people are like, yeah, okay, yeah. you watched a movie. It's hard to convey to people yeah. the excitement of a group when when you see like a series of flashbulbs, sometimes answering questions that you're asking, oh, yeah. or you see a low flying, silent, bright light. That's a it's a craft. It's not just a light. It's a craft coming through fairly low. Like yeah. it's, and we're all just attuned to that thing and we're all excited and and yeah. having a you know having a great well, time i mean it's it's yeah, hard to convey that right yeah absolutely and then like it's, it's funny because there's been a few times where we'll start seeing something and then it starts it'll flash a few times and then it kind of slows down and like there's been times where graham and i both jumped up and we're like come on again and we just get like all jacked up and we're yeah. like laughing and having fun and they like they respond to it yeah. And they also, like, you know, if anybody has a CE5 group, another thing I've always found they seem to respond to is when you sit around and just share your stories. Yeah. They love it when you're sharing your stories. And yeah. they'll they'll start, sometimes that brings them on. They're like, yeah, like, talk about this show. It's like showing appreciation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, yeah that's what we realized that uh, is not a bad thing to do. In between meditations and stuff like that, when everybody's just looking around at the sky, you can just chit-chat about your stories and build that group cohesiveness because it's cool because you're, cohesiveness. you're also in a group. I don't know how to cohese. You're doing it right now on the show. Oh, well, okay. you're not really. I mean, you're kind of resisting it, but. Nah, like, I, I don't know. And like, for me, like, I like the meditation at the beginning, but like, it's not going to be when I'm leading the groups, it's not going to be like a constant, like, let's do a meditation. Like my meditations, like it'll be, a, it'll be a quick and it'll be a visualization. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a sacred experience, but it's going to be a fun one too. It's not, you know, if people are, well, I mean, we don't want to have kids if we're, if people are going to be smoking weed, but I mean, like people have said, well, can I bring my six-year-old daughter? Like Shauna, she likes, uh, she, you know, she's asked if she can bring her daughter Lola. I'm like, absolutely. Cause it's going to be fun. It's not going to be boring. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't mean in any way ceilings are boring. Ceilings are great, but a kid might have a little bit of trouble if we're meditating every, every once in a while, the kid's going to have a hard time sitting through that. So, yeah. you know, it'll be fun for, for, you know, yeah. for, for kids and Darren alike. So what do you consider <laughs> plant, plant medicine? Then you mentioned plant medicine. So okay. you're talking so, about like weed yeah, and, and your, mushrooms. Your cannabis, and like mushrooms, um, you know, DMT. Talking. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So would I be able to go so and not do partake no, in that? You're yeah. fucking out. No, we don't know. I think I can get you in. We gotta have. We need. We, we need a driver. Uh, yeah, I'll drive. Yeah, I'll drive. 
I got room for six in the trucks. Yeah. So You're on the designated driver, you could drive the Dodge. We'll probably go and then I'll see something and nobody else will. Uh, <laughs> or the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Graham said he wouldn't. He wasn't coming around us on mushrooms anymore. He said he yeah, no, I've had enough of he that. He's had enough. No, no more chaperoning on the shrooms. <laughs> We're just going to trick him next time. Uh, <laughs> he won't know until it's, it's too late. Yeah. What, are you, it's, it, what are you eating? Sunflower seed shells. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's a good idea, though, so we can have it on two different nights. and all. Yeah. So if there is anybody in the local Calgary area that are interested, just, you know. Look us up, Instagram, email, all that stuff. Yep. And we can, yeah, now that, because uh, I'm going to be leading the few in the next few months. I think Celia is away. And then when we go away to contact the cabin in um, Colorado in May, I want to do some some CE5 yeah. listeners. Yeah, I heard about that. I wish yeah. I could go to that. That, yeah, that sounds that'll be pretty fun. awesome. Yeah. Oh, you're going to lead, yeah, you'll lead some events down there. Eh? Yeah. But I also heard you guys, I'm going to call you out right now. You said you're going to go to East City. You're going to do an event at East City? I know. You well, gotta. we do. I mean, my girlfriend really yeah. wants to go, too. We do want to go. The first event might bankrupt us yet. And I've got another fellow that he was at a C5 group. He's been at East City, and uh, he, he was, I wanted him to come and talk, talk about his experience well, there. Well, the I thing mean, is, you know, have, you, have either of you ever talked to James? Uh, well, Celia got his number, but I've never connected okay. with him. For, so, so, but before I forget, I just want to mention sure. that the you're the first other person I've met in the community. You're, you're the, the second g- person I've met in the community. In the community? C5 community? The C5 community, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you're the, you're the guy that I wrote. I read your email last, I think it was last intro about that site. Well, yeah, yeah, the most that recent was, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, awesome because yeah, I like right. flip it on for my yeah. for my five and a half hour trip for work. Five and a half there, five and a half back. And then you start to go about, yeah, this email from Jason. And I'm like, wow, is that mine? And, <laughs> and it was funny because Dirt's like, and it's like, oh, he doesn't even know you read it. Like, ah, oh, fuck, he's cool. He won't care. And I was like, yeah, read it. Nice. <laughs> but that was that only happened two weeks ago. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was funny because the synchronicity about that. I mean, I don't need to revisit it because you just told the story. But like, I'm literally driving, thinking about first of all ordering. I've got a, a crystal skull in my hand that I was debating ordering, and I was like. No, I'm not going to. That I'm like, yes, I am. And uh, simultaneously, I'm almost so thinking I got to start doing more CE5 events and start getting out to them and start leading them. And, uh, and you know, the thought about daytime UFO sightings, probably five minutes before that, I had the thought about, you know, I bet if I started doing more CE5s, like I'd probably start seeing some daytime UFO. Like, I mean, the lights are cool, but like the, de- the, the daytime ufo sighting is is kind of physical, you know, the physical a little bit more kind of stuff yeah. closer to the holy grail right and yeah. then it happens and i'm just like okay well if this isn't a sign that i need to like you know act on my thoughts yeah. that i've just been yeah. having right yeah. yeah so yeah yeah that's a good idea the daytime celia was talking about somebody that's been doing a lot of daytime work and um that would be interesting to do that in the summer and just go out in the woods and, the, yeah. and do the the daytime or even i think like i i uh i got a i got a i'm going for a, a surgery next week it's not, it's not a big deal but um gonna good be vibes out. yeah thanks buddy uh, you know i'm gonna be down and out for like a week maybe two and then I would really like to go up to the near the spot where I had my Sasquatch sighting and do a CE5 yeah. there during the day. Yes. Because uh, there's a very close little hill that was part of it was, okay, so over here, you know, is, is where the Sasquatch stuff happened. And by the way, this hill, there's tons of UFO activity that people have seen. Like it's really? kind of, it's kind of well known. And, and that was that actually that area, the very first time it was before like 
I had been, you know, I had seen Dr. Greer's movies and stuff, but I've never, I don't think I'd even met Celia at that point. So I was like interested in the CE5 thing. So I told my buddies, we went out, did Sasquatch during the day, drove to like Millerville for supper and then went back out at night. And all we did was sit around some chairs and watch the sky. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. I think I played Dr. Greer's, uh, Dr. Greer's crop tones or something. And looking towards the Pleiades, like we love those Pleiades. We have good luck with them every time, right? Yeah. When they're visible and looking towards the Pleiades. And we started seeing these massive flash bulbs. Like we had like 30 of them right by the Pleiades and they were responding to us. Like, it was like, can you please do that again? Flash a laser and it would do it, you know? And, and that was, you know, all it was, was just, you know, peaceful, loving intent. Yeah. yeah. There was no meditation. There was yeah. none of that. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's not like, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot for people if they're listening and want to know, well, am I not going to have an experience? Like, yeah, you will. You go out there with, with love in your heart and, be, you know, just belief and good intention. Like it doesn't, you, it doesn't take a lot of experience. You know, you don't have to go out there with somebody that's had all kinds of experiences. Anybody can have these experiences. And then you have one and it just, you know, it boosts your, your confidence. And I think that actually helps too. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. I went years without, without them. I mean, really yeah. but back in the day, like we didn't see anything. Like what was that. the problem? Do you think cohesiveness? I don't know. I don't think they were ready to visit. They're yeah. ready. They're coming. Do you think it was a, a global problem then? It wasn't a grand problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. There's well, a lot I of mean, Jesus, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack there. I think I think a lot of it too, like I don't know how to explain it, but just like intuitively, I just feel like the biggest thing is it's just time. Um and a lot of my, you know, like different things, like Rasmo, like, you know, I've, I've seen kind of visions and on different, you know, kind of journeys with plants and that. And this next five years, there's going to be a lot of things happening. And I think these like, you know, like this daytime UFO sighting I had two weeks ago, that was like, it wasn't my first daytime UFO sighting, but that was like the best one. And I just think these things are just going to start happening more and more for everybody. Like hundredth monkey thing, you know, people start being more accept, accepting of it and receptive. It's just going to start snowballing. And that's where disclosure is going to be. It's going to be okay. Like we're seeing stuff like, you know, we don't need the president or the prime minister or anybody else to tell us, okay, this is real. Like we're just going to start experiencing it and we're going to start seeing it yeah. and more and more people. Um, it's just, you know, and even now, like it's, it's even just in the last few years, when you talk about these things, like there's just the chances of being ridiculed for talking about something like this, whether it be Sasquatch or UFOs, it's just, it's going down and down it's and down. Almost, it's almost not even there. I mean, look at what no, we're talking exactly. about. People email in all the time. We yeah. talk about our experience on the show I, and I, that's, that's been so now your your story is reaching you know thousands yeah. and thousands of people and everybody's being able to talk about it yeah. like for the first time in a long time we can just feel comfortable about talking about our experience yeah and the biggest thing is just trust your eyes you're seeing what you're seeing stop doubting it but i mean you know it's funny like even like um i've been working in a construction company for for over over five years now and i've started being more open even with the guys i work with and their construction workers and i'm thinking you know these guys are gonna think i'm nuts and they're like no they're either like they either want to hear the story want to know how they can experience it or they're telling me their stories yeah exactly yeah 
So, yeah. you know, it's just time to open a dialogue. Yeah. Just start talking about it. Like, you know, share your post, like post on your social media, Quit whatever. Fucking and, yelling at each other and calling each other names. Yeah, exactly. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I've had just about enough of that shit. I really have. Sick of it. Yeah. Stop threatening to punch people in the face. I'm going to punch you in the Not face. Not you. I mean, oh, you know, okay. them. them. Right. So... So let's get into the East City then, because okay. like, you're right. We, we said we were going to go there, but now we've got our own trip planning on. I do want to go there. So here's sure the thing. Point, I think it would be worth it to reach out to James, because I don't know for sure, but I mean, if you say, hey, we just want to get a group together, go out there and do some CE5s, like, I don't, it's just going to be going out there to pay for the camping. We can carpool. I mean... I've got a crew cab truck. I see who's other got the other crew cab truck with those. Is that one of your guys? The black one? Yeah. That's mine, yeah. Okay, so we're going out there with two black Ram crew cabs, right? We can fit a lot of people in there. So, like, the, there doesn't have to be a huge cost for gas. People can meet out there. Oh, and then just pay for the camping. Like, it, it doesn't have to be a great big expensive event. That's a good idea. And the facilities yeah. are awesome. I didn't tell you. Lots of room for tents. You can bring trailers out there. But then they have got water and like bathrooms they got like three shower stalls for in each bathroom from a three for men and three for women i'm assuming three for the women i didn't actually go in there but i would assume they got at least three um you know running water for the toilets they got like you know well water with fresh fresh spring water uh or, or mountain water um it's a great facility so even if you're you know, you know, it's not like backwoods camping it's, yeah, it's, it's not pretty like you have decent. to go to do you know to to necessarily even do all you can just go there to hang out as well you right? can and i mean there's there's hotels within driving distance if you're not a camper yeah. so like you guys throw something together and you know i'm james is an awesome awesome guy like i'm sure he'd love to have to have something yeah. done up like and it just it doesn't have to be a big expensive thing you just have to get your ass down there and yeah um and yeah if you're not a camper there's options like it doesn't have to you're not going to be roughing it by any means it's yeah. a very very nice area and um, yeah, the sightings there we had, there was like people were, a lot of people had Sasquatch experiences. Um, I had them the second night they were messing around with my tent and stuff and heard them growling out there, grunting outside my tent. And, and it was funny as I was telling the story the next morning, somebody else overheard and came running up like, you heard that too? It's like, I thought I was nuts. I'm like, no man, that was, I said, and he says, was that like, was that like samurai grunting kind of like, that? <laughs> like that no, 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 it wasn't the samurai chatter. It was just like, like a normal, like, <laughs> Kind of, and, um, and then like, you know, running there, See, that would smacking scare a my lot tent. of people, right? It and would scare I mean, a lot like of people. When I, had, when I, when I went camping on my own, I heard this, this thing walking around on the outside. My tent was fucking scared shitless. Yeah, I know you didn't even leave your tent that whole weekend. <clears throat> what? I remember talking about that on the show. You went, I was like, going camping by myself and I'm going to do this and that. And then he's like, what'd you do? I didn't leave the tent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went I for a trail ride. I got scared. Day. You got trail and it was still bright out. Yeah. yeah well, I didn't uh, leave the tent at night. No, of course not. That's when the stars are out. What do you want to see? You want but the UFO to now, come if I remember, up the tent? I should have actually stick its head in. And say, it was, hey, you know God. what? It's just I was tired. Yeah, but you're not. You're not. If I, we've talked about this. I think before. You're tired not. You're not a camper, right? You're not a camping. Is something you've recently kind of no, taken no, up? No, no. We used to camp when we were kids. All well, that's time yeah. Okay, yeah, me too. But, yeah, and then there yeah. was like. You know, is very high maintenance. Two decades of no camping, so I'm trying to get into it the last three years again. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, I'm kind of a Nazi when I go out into the woods. Like, I I'm a little scared, and yeah. I don't like to admit that. But, yeah, yeah. But you know, it it is. It's getting used to it. It's getting back into yeah. Yeah. being in the woods and being in nature. Like, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I would hope the bears would leave me alone. Maybe they'd like me and. I know, that's but, what I always like to think, too. That really, the wild animals aren't going to kill you. But then, I ain't you know, afraid of see a these, bear. Fuck that you bear. see these uh, videos and stuff, and you're like, ooh, I guess they can rip your head off. Yeah, I guess they can. But, and you can see the other ones where they just walk by, kind of look at you, and like wink and keep walking. So yeah. I guess it depends which bear you got. Yeah, how hungry it is. But as babies. So yeah. so did you see any, because um, I, I, I hear these stories of the lion-headed beings there. <sighs> Well, Matt, how long can we talk on this intro? Because, like, I had a... It's not really an intro anymore. Yeah, we might just turn this into an episode. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that was was interesting. Like, I I got a bit of a... uh, My Eastside experience was pretty cool. I had... um, I kind of... The lion beings for... So, I went last august last summer so it's 2018 in august and i went for the uh soul tech conference or soul tech gathering and so that was kind of a big event but um i'd been planning it for several months and you know i you know listening to james talk and and different things about the line beings like they're you know they're supposed to be i i don't know if if it's you know completely accurate but you know i don't see why it's not but they're supposed to be like the guardians of the planet they're kind of taking over that role um whether they are or not but i started having visions so if i take do a, a good dose of mushrooms i'd have these beings would come and talk to me and they're feline beings and it happened more than once now and it's frustrating as hell because like sometimes i'd take mushrooms when i was frustrated and uh simba yeah you see you said logo i love it yeah. but you'd you'd, you'd um you get frustrated? Well, I would just, like, if I was just frustrated at, you know, 2018 was a frustrating year for me, just oh, generally. Fuck. A lot of people it was. And, you know, sometimes I go home on the, and for the weekend and I just be like, man, like, I just, I'm going to take some mushrooms and try and, you know, because it's very energetically clearing for me. And um, they, uh, I would have these line beings come to me. And I, they'd calm, they, I'd talk with them. They'd calm me down. They'd do some energy work on me. I wish I could remember what it was they told me, but I just know I felt a whole lot better after communicating with them. And it was, they felt like family. So these lion, well, feline beings coming in, were coming in quite a bit for me. And I was like really excited to go to East City because I just figured it was going to be very um, life altering. And I remember about a month or so, maybe five weeks before I was going to go, I had, um, there's one night where, um, I just, I was having trouble sleeping and, um, you know, it's just one of those nights where you're just like, you want to sleep and you're just mad cause you can't sleep and you want to get to sleep. Got to get up early for work, whatever. So I got, I got up, went to the, went to the washroom, went back to bed. And I only say that just to prove like, like I was awake. Like this isn't like something I just kind of slipped into a dream and I laid down and like kind of rolled on to my, rolled on to my left side and I'm laying there and just for like a few seconds, I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get to sleep. It's like past midnight now, alarm set for four 30. And if you can imagine like everybody who's had, has like say a, a lab, when you're laying in bed and you feel that lab jump on the bed, you kind of got an idea what that feels like, right? So, except imagine the lab is, you know, probably 200 
pounds or so. And instead of jumping from the floor onto the bed, it's more like it feels like it jumped, like it was like on a, like jumped through the ceiling or something. So I, I'm a wide awake and I feel this something jump on my bed and it shook, like it physically shook my bed. And right away, so I'm lying on my left side and I roll onto my back and I sit up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I immediately, intuitively, I just felt like pretty in tune with a lot of things. And it just immediately, it was like, it's not a threat. I knew it wasn't something threatening and I didn't physically see anything. But I just, anyway, I always make a habit of this and I say, okay, well, I feel you here. Um, If you're not here for my highest and best good, like get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Something to that effect and forcefully with intention. Yeah. And, but I knew, I I already knew it was something that was, whatever it was, was okay. And, and I could still feel it there. Like I could, it was, it was almost like making a slight lower point on my bed. You know what I mean? Like when something's on your bed and it's kind of like, you know, creating that little draw into that area. So, so I'm like, okay, well, I feel that you're, you're okay. And you're here with good intentions. And you couldn't see it? No, I couldn't see it yet. So I said, so I was like, okay, you're, you're welcome to stay, but I'd really like to know who you are and why you're here. If you can get that across to me, because sometimes I can tune into things, but sometimes it takes me a really long time if I'm trying. It's, you have to figure out how that way to relax. So anyways, so I'm like, you know, I'm like, as soon as possible, like, let me know who you are and why you're here. And I've had so much weird stuff happen in the last few years. Like, you know, that it just really didn't phase me that much. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to go to go to sleep now. So I lay down and put my hand on my pillow. I'm just laying there. And about two minutes later, all of a sudden, all at once, I, I, it was, it was all at once. So first I'll describe what I saw. I saw like a regular, sort of like a regular lion. If you can imagine like a regular lion, like a male with a mane, but instead of like orange and yellow, it's white and silver and gray. And and it was like, it was like stepping out of a shadow. So I saw the whole top part of it and it was kind of like at an angle across its legs. It was like stepping out of a shadow. So I see this lion and at the exact, like in, a, in an instant, the message I get is I'm here to help acclimate you to the lot, to the feline being energies because you're going to get need to get used to it. So I'm here to be with you to, to, to kind of get your energy acclimated to this energy you know, for, for when you go to East City and, and, and beyond. Did you know what he said? Did he said he had the lying being? Yeah, uh, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did at the yeah. time, but like, I, I wasn't asking for anything like this and I wasn't thinking anything like that would happen. I just yeah. thought I'd go to East City. Something yeah. really great was going to happen. So, but yeah, this was a, this was a big surprise. So that's, that's what I got was this, this, they sent this, this lion to be with me and, um, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, well, that's really awesome. Thank you for letting me know. And kind of went to sleep. And then, yeah, so that, so that was that. So they kind of got me used to the, to the lion energy. And then when I actually um, went out to East Eddie, what, like, there's so many experiences at East Eddie, but what happened uh, the, the second last day, so the day before it was time to go, we're sitting around and, like, and it was funny because, you know, when you go to East Eddie, like, like, James is really cool. Is you know super super nice guy, but you know and there was like 250 people or something there, so it was pretty packed and like to try and I asked James right away like do you have any sessions open? He's like sorry, he's like I'm booked and got a waiting list unfortunately. I'm like okay no that's fair enough. I should have been smarter and booked one a long time ago. But um, sessions. Well, he does like these uh, trans 
personal release sections sessions i think he calls them and then he'll he'll like channel the lion beings and see if there's messages for you and stuff like that oh, okay and you know just do energetic healing and releases um so i i kept and i'm i'm also i'm a little shy like i hate just going up to people and be like hey can i bug you with my problem like you know yeah. i like to be respectful of people's time and and not bug them and you know it's all it's a working ranch so he's got a lot to do while we're all there having fun but so i kept like i kept putting it off kept putting it off i'm like i'm gonna go talk to james gonna go talk to james and then finally i'm sitting there watching him and i was like waiting for my chance and every time there'd be somebody talking to him and of course i don't want to go stand there and listen in case it's personal um and I'm waiting, and every time, like, I could tell it was about to wrap up, and then somebody, somebody would swoop in. Yeah. So, like, ah, uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm being an idiot. Like, I know exactly what I have to do. So, why do I, I don't need to tell to get James to give me give me permission or validate it. I just need to go do it myself. So, they have some, they have like a, a, a really cool medicine wheel there, and they have this other thing, a circle. I can't remember what they call it, like the Palladian circle or something. Not and a labyrinth kind of thing, though? Uh, well, that, that's the medicine wheel. They have sort of oh, a okay. labyrinth yeah. of yeah. rocks. But this other one is just like a circle. And they've got like some some stuff around it. And um, I can't I, I can't remember all the stuff they've done got into. But it's like it's a, the circle where people go to meditate. And they've got a pyramid set up in the middle to sit under. Um, and you go there and meditate. And it's supposed to connect you with star people. So I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't need James to tell me to go do this meditation. I just need to go do it because I know that's what I need to do. So I go out there and I sit down and then I do the meditation and, um, and it's funny, like I'm trying to remember all the messages I got in this meditation, but like there were a few that were really important and it was like, I, like, I struggle with meditating. I really do. I find it, I find it difficult cause my mind's just going. So, you know, it's, it's like every distraction that can come up through my mind goes, but this one was really, really good. And I got some really powerful messages and some of them were like at, like at the time I was really, and, and I want to get back into it, but like fasting for like days at a time. I mean, one of the best things I've ever, ever done is fasting. And so that was one of the messages I got was keep up with the fasting. It's actually, it's, it's completely good. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. So I tell people I fast for five days, like sometimes with no water, they're like, you die after three days without water. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, you don't trust me. And then they'll sit there and argue with you. No, fasting's bad for you. I'm like, really? What was your experience? Well, I've never tried it, but it's bad for you. But yet all the science now, not all the science, but there's a lot of science well, that shows right? how good it is. Yeah. And not to yeah. mention every religious text. Every religion, there's fasting in there somewhere. Well, okay, why? Even the Raelians, every Sunday. <laughs> so so that was one of them was fasting. The other thing I got was, um, let's see what else, to start trusting my intuition because, you know, I doubt it too much. And when I get like a message or some kind of communication, just trust it because it is actually accurate. And stop looking for validation. So like I'll get something and, then, and I was like, I'll get something that's really cool. I'm like, okay, well, I want to talk. Like, who's going to know about this best? And I want to go ask them, is this true? But no, I just need to trust that it's true. And um, there was a few others that I can't remember what it was, but it's not important. But like, some, like these messages were really, really important and kind of validating for me. And like, just frankly, awe-inspiring because I was getting visuals the entire time too. Like, this is a very powerful, very, very powerful place. And then a very powerful circle within this very powerful place. It was awesome. And um, so anyways, I come out of it and I'm actually sitting there. I'm like, wow. And then I'm like looking up at Mount Adams. So Mount Adams is 14 miles away. It's two miles high. 
and it's not accessible by skidoo quad vehicle or hiking or anything like that and it's on a native reserve so good luck getting permission to even go on and even if you could right i so, could go well until that's our that's our in to the mountain darren let's go into the mountain yeah. all the way down we'll find that underground base and yeah you, know. you go first i'll wait at the top <laughs> Okay, so 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 I come out of it and I look over at Mount Adams, which is quite a ways away, but the sky was clear. And I just look up at it because I mean we'd been having the most profound all night nonstop um, <clears throat> flash bulbs and streakers and like just just stuff floating around the mountain. You're like, what the hell is that? And I just look over at Mount Adams. I'm like, okay, listen, guys, I know you just finished telling me not to look for validation, but please. Uh, you you know who how I am. I'm gonna get up and walk away, and I'm gonna start doubting it. So just one final validation. I'm gonna just gonna take some random pictures here. Please just appear in one of the pictures, just some kind of some kind of anomaly, so that I have some proof. And, I'll, and then I'll then I'll really work on stop. I'm not asking for validation for everything. So I just grab my camera. It's just an iPhone eight plus. Click click click. Well, you know, taking a bunch of pictures, and I took a couple slow motion videos too. So then, um, now I remember you've showed me, yeah, did I show me, you those yeah, pictures? I think so. Was I think it, I had a C5 the key were passing around. Was, was it? Yeah. Or was, yeah. were you there when Shelly was at Celia's mom's? Yeah, probably. Okay, that's, yeah. That was that day. Yeah. I was showing, that's the first time I showed people. Yeah. And, um, so I was funny cause I started looking at the pictures. I didn't see anything right away. And then I found one picture where I saw one and I was just like, holy crap, it actually worked. And I was just like mind blown. I, and I walked from the circle to my truck and I just had to lean over my truck. Cause I was like, I didn't know if I was going to throw up or pass out or cry or laugh. Like I didn't, I was just so overcome. I didn't know what to do. And I just sat there and then I started looking at the pictures more and the more I looked I'm like, holy crap, this one has seven UFOs in it. This one actually has a disc in it or, uh, or, uh, uh, a cigar shaped by I couldn't tell for sure. Like, I mean, some of me are lucky to something, whether it's a disc or a cylinder and it's, it's hard to tell, but and I just, I'm like, wow, they appeared in like a whole bunch of pictures. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was just like, like overwhelmed with gratitude. And then, you know, so it was a great validation. And I mean, it was all the messages I got in that meditation. And there was like seven, seven, seven really cool messages. I just gave you a few cause I can't remember off the top of my head. I haven't looked at my journal in a while, but but yeah, so that place, it was just, that was really powerful. So, I mean, it was like, you know, and I'm sure it had a lot because I mean, so I'm looking all the way back around because you asked me about the line beings and that's, you know, that, that, that was, I'm sure that was them, at least some of them, some of the, the experience there was the line beings like, you know, trying to help awaken me and help me to get my shit together and start, yeah. start yeah. making a difference and helping, helping people like yeah. they're supposed to. Yeah. Wow. I think that's what you're supposed to do too, but I didn't hear that from the lion people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to see these pictures though. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I have to see these pictures. Yeah, yeah you know what? I'll uh, if you guys want to post them on your on your social media, I'll send them to you. Yeah, sure. Oh, and then the other cool thing was started looking at my slow motion videos, and I got UFOs traveling. And I took two videos, and then both of them. There's a UFO, and uh, and like I'm, I'll be down. I'm not a tech guy. Maybe um, maybe uh, we'll talk to Brody after. I don't know if he can get videos off an iPhone and 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 play with them and make them something you can look at. But I mean, even in the slow motion, don't say play with them. That just sounds like we're gonna doctor them. Oh, oh yeah. We just got to upload it raw. We'll throw a bunch of fucking yes. tag words we'll in the do, title. UFO Real yeah, yeah. Proof 2019. <laughs> Bang. We'll, <laughs> we'll do the raw unedited and then maybe something with a filter to show. But 
So even with the slow motion, they're so fast, even in slow motion mode, that you can barely see them when you're watching it in slow motion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so in real life, they're just, they're everywhere. They're just so fast. Well, they're, yeah, man. I like the, well, in that place, I mean, do you think there's a, there's a portal aspect to that Well, place? yeah, because, I mean, you see that, you know, I, I didn't see it personally when I was there. I, I can't remember if anything changed, but when you look at the pictures from one one day to the next and one day it looks like there's a great big gaping hole in the side and then the next day it's it's completely flat and snow covered yeah yeah but why that ranch though because it's in that vicinity like it's still 14 well i mean the mountain i mean i think or is the ranch special as well that that land i i i I would say adams you got you got the the mount adams is special place maybe it's sort of like a mount shasta yeah i was just gonna and then you got the ranch i don't think it's necessarily that the ranch is special i think it's that james has made it special because james is who james is james found his he found his calling and he made it he made that place like you know james created that place and then probably when james was there i think you know the star people in the sasquatch came because they knew okay james has set this place up with the intention of making it what it is so they're gonna come and support it so that's that's kind of what I think. I you know I think the the ranch is special because of who's on it. Yeah. So who do you th- so how does how did your life change after that experience when you wanted to when you learned like you know you learned that there was some sort of awakening to help people more? Is that something that you're striving towards? Like yeah, sort of part of your energy work and some of your other yeah, spiritual practice and exactly. all that. Exactly. That's exactly. I mean, it wasn't immediate. Like I like I came back and I mean I was like it was like I like, you know it was like having a mushroom glow for like a month, kind of thing. Yeah. Like it was just my heart was just glowing and just energetically felt amazing, and. um so I did start, you know, I started doing, doing some energy healing and stuff for people. And, I, and the thing is like, I, it's, it's hard, you know, you gotta, you want to do these things like that's my passion. That's what I love to do and make a living out of it. But you got to build up to it. And then in the meantime, you got to pay the bills. So it's hard. Like, you know, sometimes I'll go, I'll do a whole bunch of energy healings in a month. And then sometimes I go a couple months without doing any, but the biggest thing is when I look back at it, it's, it gives me renewed inspiration to be like, okay, I got to start doing this. Like, you know, and I, I want to make 2019 kind of the year where I start really, really start focusing. So, I mean, you know, I've taken some steps like the job, the job I was, I was working at, like now I'm just working as, as a subcontractor, have many clients. So, you know, I get more money coming in in less time. So ideally what I like to do is, is do my, my consulting work, like, you know, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday and have like Friday, Saturday, Sunday to do healing work for anybody. And I mean, I do all kinds of stuff. I do, you know, I do hypnosis for past life regression. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then, which has actually turned into, you know, if there's somebody, if you hypnotize somebody and something needs to come out, just because I'm trying to regress them in a past life, it doesn't mean that's what's going to happen. It can be in between lives, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever thought about expanding that practice to, uh, to that uh, Barbara... Oh, what's her name that does, uh, I think she's passed away now, but she's got a whole Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon. Yeah. 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 So I've already learned essentially that. Okay. But I have thought, yes, I would like to maybe do the QHH, the quantum healing hypnosis therapy. I am definitely, that's something I want to do. 
um, just because then there's more exposure. So when people hear about it, because it's very popular, they say, well, who's in Calgary? Yeah, because there's a guy. Yeah, I talked to a guy a, while, like a few years back. I was going to get him on the show, and then just... You know, oh, that James guy there. that does the uh, the big mass ones at the hotels here. I don't know if that's him. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'd like Maybe. to do a past life regression anyway. Dude, Dude yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, we should do it up. Yep. Well, hopefully we can help you out with some of that stuff. I mean, you're welcome to come in and use space. And yeah. 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 Whatever yeah. we can do to help. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And Could Graham, you- are you going to... Are you going to do some C-SETI at the CAC then? Yep. Oh, yeah. CAC-SETI? Yep. Yeah, I'll do some some Reiki healing. CE5 is Can I say that everyone who goes to CAC will get a free Reiki session from the one and only Graham Dunlap? Well, there has to be some exchange. Yeah, they came to CAC. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Does that count as exchange? What if if he does it? What if he does it and he sucks? What would that make him? Exactly. That would make him a sucky. Or, yeah, because you wouldn't want to be a cack sucker, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but a big. Kind of took the long way around to that one, but I like it. Yeah, we'll do some, but I, but but I we I want to start relabeling it because CE five is just the all round term for that type of intentional yeah. contact. So I want to get away from the C SETI. It's more of a, a a brand, which is fine. But you know, I'd like to try and use that umbrella term of CE five mm-hmm. instead. So okay. There we go. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's singing along. <laughs> no, no, come on. And then there's your little... Uh, okay, turn it off for a second. We've got to finish this up. So, are you doing hypnosis for people then, too? Is that um, I haven't been for a while, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to start. Because, I mean, and it's funny because people... It's just been coming up just uh, since December 1st. Like, just random people... And it's weird. They'll just like randomly mention that they want to be hypnotized. Like people I met like five minutes ago, and I'm like, uh, I do that. You could hypnotize me on the show. That would be intriguing. You know what? Yeah. I, I think I'm be, unhypnotizable. Have you, well, then you probably are. If you think you are, it's, <laughs> you got to be open minded to it. I'm pretty open minded. Yeah, no, but you got to, you got to go yeah. in with an attitude. Like, I mean, I guess we can try it. And if it flops, we'll just pretend it never happened. But I mean, they say anybody's is hypnotizable, but sometimes it might just take a whole bunch of practice and you might have to try session after session after session. Like, I haven't been hypnotized. I've tried to be hypnotized four or five times. And I, I did start the, the last couple, I started to get some visions. But like some people, you, they, I've seen it. Like when I was learning, they get hypnotized. Like I've never tried this before. I don't meditate. And they have the, hypnot- the hypnosis and they start doing the, the protocols and everything. And like five minutes in and they're, they're deep and they are hypnotized and they're not. These are your mainstream legit. media viewers. So orange man bad. I, I think that's a real underrated form of healing. And it might it not is. be as underrated as I think, but the, no, the past life acknowledgement, even just yeah. like that can just bring out healing well, just to acknowledge like what, what you, where you've been. And listen, it doesn't even have to be like listen. finding that specific yeah. fear from a past life, but just even acknowledging that. I hate to be that guy, but we're on another podcast in like nine minutes. Yeah, oh, that's man. fine. We'll wrap it up. Okay. We got two, we got two, three minutes to wrap it up. Yeah. So if I can just add on that real quick, that's something really interesting with the healing. What I have done is it was my, like I intended for this and it, and it actually works is that people get into a past life memory or even uh, a earlier life memory. And you know, I've had it where they're like, they start freaking out and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I need to leave. I need to leave. No, you're in control. 
we're going to pause this, freeze it. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine now. Listen. So we're going to make, you know, we can heal it right there. We can do, you know, I can send Reiki and energy healing to them in that past life, or we can, you know, there's all kinds of things we oh, can that's do. That's interesting. Um, how would you have liked this to turn out? Let's make that happen. Visualize how it should have went. And I've done that. And I mean, it was just off the cuff because I wasn't expecting it. And I'm just like off the top of my head and it worked. That's a great idea. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a and very they powerful. Can, they come out of it and they can, they've. Then they feel much better. Yeah. 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 So like totally, it's, it's something I would definitely want to do more of. So yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So you quit smoking. That's how you quit smoking? Some people. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's a thing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I just quit smoking because I wanted to quit smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't that easy. I shouldn't fucking say that. Yeah, exactly. You should. Everyone should quit smoking. Yeah. Quit fucking smoking cigarettes. Man, okay. it's good to see you. And, yeah, and, it's, uh, great. it's great to finally have you on the show. Some housekeeping. Well, no, you we don't have to. No, we'll just we'll make this an episode. We'll do. No, we can't. Episode. We did like half an intro at the beginning of it. Yeah, that's okay. We can just cut it out and we'll just do another intro. Well, shorter and the great thing time. is, I live 10 minutes away from here. This is awesome. Literally. Yeah, so awesome. Love to come back and chat anytime. Yeah, right on. Absolutely. We'll do a full episode. Cool. Because yeah. this is still an intro. Yeah. Whether cool. Graham likes it or not. <laughs> Should read your notes. What notes? Uh, that I've been sending you. You sending me notes? Yeah. On yeah. what? On Discord? Nothing. Are you sending me Discord notes? That's how I have to communicate during an episode. You can see all my devices in front of me. You can see that. You don't have it on your computer? It's not on. Yeah, right down there. Yeah, but there's a little dot underneath it that oh, says okay. it's on. What have you been saying? Nothing. All good? Now I'm curious. Why well, are you going to come to CAC? <sighs> what, it's May, right? There's one May 17th. Well, yeah, it's in May. There's dates available from May 17th to May 27th. Yeah, I'll see. I'll have to... It's it's tough. Like I didn't, I I like I got behind on the episode, so that's why I binged so many yesterday. But yeah, I'll see what I can do. You know, financially and stuff, and you know, time off is not a big deal. I'm my own boss now. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right on. <laughs> we awesome, don't have buddy. that luxury. Um, Graham's gonna be there the whole time, though. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys could do like a joint outing. We'll see. Oh yeah, we'll do some of those before we go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to go to Jason's seat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, that be, would that be the best episode when Darren's finally, okay, I got to say, I finally know what they're, what, what uh, Graham's talking about. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. Sure. No, no, that's not good. We go for a ride. We're taking away. That's, That'll be good. I'll be there. like, guy. I went for a ride. Yeah, you've been doing this for years. I go up. I go out. for a ride. I got pictures of the inside of the UFO. I got a selfie with uh, the chief. Do you remember the one we went the first time we went to mile 13 and I had, I told you about the, the two hours I had missing. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. That, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. That was from the tent. I got yeah. taken missing from the tent or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, two hours went by like this. It was, I was dark and it's two hours and it was, it was like literally dark and I'm staring at the top of my tent and it's bright out and it's two hours past. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. was, and straight sober. Yeah. I've had entire weekends disappear, but I wasn't straight no, sober. Graham was piss testing that weekend, man. I was sober. <laughs> I think Graham's always piss tested. I seen him playing with the toy. No, no, I just, I, I don't know. I just, it was just a, like, like, nobody's ever really said we can't do that, but I just, you know, it's just respect you know, for Celia. Graham, I just don't. Graham said that. Yeah. <laughs> he said those exact words. 
Thanks for coming on the show, Jason. Oh, well, thanks for having slice. me. This is a, a nice surprise. So I was just checking out the studio and then, but yeah, I know. We drag is... him. That's how we get you. We trick people into coming on the show. They always come in and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we call people up and they don't even know they're on the show. <laughs> now, whenever I call Alan, he's like, is this the show? <laughs> anyway, cool. go to CAC. I'll try. Everyone should go to CAC. Yeah. Check out the show notes. Do everything in the show notes. Go to america.ca slash support. That's the most important thing you can do in the show notes. Support the show. Spam the gram. Enjoy the chat. Yep. Join the chats. Join the chats. Go to america.ca slash chats. Yeah. Oh, well, and it's 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 a very valid point. Like, you know, I, I know episodes I just listened to, people are talking about, well, if you're listening to this many episodes, it's like however many pennies, like, and it's totally valid. Like, it's it's better entertainment than TV. What else am I going to do when I'm driving around the province? Exactly. You know, and there's, I don't want to have, like, I like this show. I like Jimmy Church Radio. There's not a lot I want to listen to, and you guys yeah. you guys are great. So, yeah. like, I'm, I'm a supporter. I mean, I was actually thinking I'm going to bump up my support a little bit Thanks, now. Buddy. Too, so. That's awesome. Awesome. A buck a show is all we ask. Yeah. But we accept more because 99% of you don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Honestly, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but it's true. I mean, I call call a spade a yeah. spade. You can't sugarcoat the fact that ninety nine percent of you don't support. Yeah, we're trying to get to one percent. Some 1%. guys are at five. We'd so like to does? get that. We'd like to get up there a little bit. Yeah, in percentage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. ground trying to get to five foot six. <laughs> I'm already there, dude. Are you? You, got your, you have your you got your high heels on today. Enjoy the chat. So tonight we've got Michael Wan with us. He's from Susquehanna Alchemy, and uh, he's done some interesting stuff for me, a, a, a starboard chart, which is like an astrological thing, and he's doing all kinds of good research, interesting stuff, alchemy, and uh, a little bit of pop culture analysis, all kinds of cool stuff. So we'll be chatting about all kinds of different things. So uh, yeah, thanks for uh, for doing that for me. Michael, I want to talk about that a lot, but we got also want to jump into a bunch of other things. And uh yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been looking forward to this, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where we go. Yeah, I've been listening to you on a bunch of other shows and and uh, watching videos, and of course that starboard chart you sent me, which we'll get into. And uh, I love the way you can approach a lot of different subjects and have some real interesting conversations about uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's it's good. It's not like just uh, one little. One little thing, right? You can talk about all kinds of stuff, so it's good. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I like to think about it as like um, it is just one little thing, and it's being alive during this time and being human. 
And then when you have that as just the the umbrella, then everything else just falls into it. And I just look at everything from that same lens. Yeah. Yeah. It is very interesting time. I mean, it's what a what a time to dissect some of the stuff that you you've been dissecting. I heard you talk about everything from you know parallels in politics to '80s movies and some very interesting archetypal stuff. I mean, it you know there's so much information out there now, and I feel like you know I want to spend a little bit more time putting the pieces together, like people like yourselves do. You know, taking this and this and and sort of attaching them in a you know occult in a chemical way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you have to now because I mean, particularly if you've been in this for a while and you've been you've been researching for a while and you're you're starting to see and 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 get all of this this new information and, and the amount of new information um is gro- is growing exponentially. And if you continue to kinda um at least I've found this, if you continue to just like stay on that wave of like what's new and what's new and this and that you're just kind of swept away with it. But when you kind of step off every once in a while, and then you, 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 you look at all of the things that you have just taken into your mind. I mean, go back two generations ago, like the people, us who are alive right now, who are being inundated with a greater degree of information than there ever has been. And which is, you know, it's got two sides to it. So if we can step off that train, particularly those of us who are intrigued by, by information and by in, intrigued by observation, when you start to put those pieces together, um, you know, there's some really, really interesting uh, correlations and, and this whole other picture comes into, comes into play. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's different for us because we're talking to all these interesting people like you and that are researching and digging into some of these things. And we kind of, you know, I'm interested in all, a lot of different things, but we, we get stuck hitting the surface of a lot of stuff and not being able to put too many pieces together ourselves. But it sure is a interesting time to, to like once you, once you talk about this stuff for a few years, like we've been doing this for five and a half years now. And of course I've been interested in podcasts for five, six, seven years before that like things will just never be the same for me. Like I can't, I can't now close, close my eyes to what, like the more I talk to people like yourself and realize that there's some, there's some crazy shit going out there, gone out there. And it's not like what we were taught and it's not like what we seem. It's not like what it is on, on the TV. Like there's some, there's some deep, deep connections going on and, and uh, I don't know what to believe anymore. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, it, it's when you I want to I want to focus this just like on MK Ultra because I think it's it's a good example because the whole world's been MK Ultra because as soon as you begin to read and like actually research like MK Ultra exists and and you can see how how it affects so much of of culture and maybe even like the the places that have been um, identified as 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 um, as like testing facilities. I don't know, but you can't help, but start thinking like, huh, you know, am I being MK ultra? And all of a sudden that idea is in your mind and in your experience. And you've not had that before. And so you can't unhear it. And so that's part of this dance also is like, you know, there, did you ever see that video? I think it was called pet goat Two. No, I didn't. And, 
Oh, you, so this came out like, this is like 2009 and it's this really, really trippy sort of like three minute video, um, kind of following through the world post nine 11 to this is probably before 2012. It was in that time frame, but, um, what it does so interestingly is it creates this like worldwide initiation, like of of like all of these of, of the events that are are shared these cultural events and it's done with this really kind of like uh melancholic creepy but like hypnotic music and you just watch it but when you think about it all of us who are alive who are part of this you know this 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 western culture and i would say that's the majority of this globalism culture right now we've been brought through this experience and we're learning things and we're seeing things and experiencing things, even things which may or may not have happened, but we're being brought some way, whether you want to look at that psychologically or you want to look at that, like, no, we're being brought into this, this, this new techno sort of blend world. I don't know, but we're most definitely being brought down this, this, um, this almost like it's this slow dance yeah. and that's part of like seeing these puzzle pieces is you're recognizing that yeah. and, and you're kind of, you know, you're, you're waking up to this dream. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to start the conversation off something like this because you've got a lot of research on your website and people can go there to see what you've researched on Susquehanna alchemy and, and the river that you live on and all those correlations that you've made there. And just in case we don't get to that, but I've heard I've heard enough of your shows to know that you're always looking at something. So I was like, we could start this off by by, you know, some of the newer stuff or some of the newer things you're thinking of and looking at. And then we can, you know, if we have time in the end, we can dive back into stuff that people can go to your website out and check out anyways, you know. Well, definitely. And and and, and thank you for that that open window. Um so I wanna but I do want to touch first at as the concept of of what I call the Susquehanna mystery. And basically what it what it was is is seeing all of these connections um, upon this this river, which happens to be, if not the oldest, one of like like top five, one of the oldest rivers on the planet. And it's where globalism began and the information age began and all of this like magical and mystical um, uh, uh, organizations are tied to it. And it's so much detail. You're like, yeah, this this is beyond coincidence. But that brought me somewhere else. Like at first, like, you know, the, the data, the rational mind stuff is like, wow, this is crazy. Look at all these alignments. But then you step back and you're like, well, wait a minute. What does this mean? Like, why would this be effective? What is the nature, what is the nature of the environment that we are living in? You know, this thing we call Earth. We just take for granted that we're here without you know no one's given us any any sort of explanation and of what here is or where it is or any of the rules and certainly we know some stuff but what don't we know and so it's from that sort of perspective that like all right you know maybe the rules are a little bit different and maybe the environment is different than what we have been shaped and led to believe and at first, I was looking at it very much as it relates to um, like being a human being and relating to the environment. You know, like what is the environment? Uh, why does it? Why does it? Um, 
really have an impact, a noticeable impact when you talk to your plants. Like talk to your plants for two weeks and you will see your plants grow. Why would they do this on the river? Why the oldest river? And then I switched it up or I, I, I spent some time there. And then recently I've been really interested as it relates to just what it is to be human. You know, what is being human? Like what are, we've got this thinking mechanism, you know, we got, we've got this, this mind and we know that there's a word which we call like conscious and subconscious to describe it. And there was once upon a time, like people had the same, the same sort of um, vehicle, the same sort of mechanism. They had this body and this brain and they didn't have these words. So they, they thought differently of whatever their thinking mechanism is. But we recognize that there's a part of this thinking mechanism that we have no idea what's going on. And we also know that this part of this thinking mechanism, the subconscious, can be communicated and manipulated at, um, particularly by someone who knows what they're doing, at, um, at their will. And so, like, well, why is that? What does that mean? You know, why, why is that the nature of being human? And what does that mean? And what else don't we know about being human? How long ago um, was that? How long ago did you move there and, and start this? Uh I don't know if it's just me, but time has gotten really strange. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's over a decade or uh, six months. You know, things happen so fast now that um, it seems like it seems like yesterday, but it also seems like it could have been a year ago. I don't know. Um, Did you look into any of the experiments showing that you don't even have to talk to your plants? You can just think to them. And that if you you start to think about chopping off one of the branches, they get fucking pissed off. (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, um, this was my own experiment. This is like, I don't know, like seven or eight years ago. And, and I just read, uh, like something all about that. And I was like, all right, you know, let me, I was really into, um, platonic solids, you know, because platonic solids, you know, what a platonic solid is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was like really into that. I was like, because it doesn't have any sort of subjective quality. It's like objective and it's, 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 but they do have like uh, sacred geometry do, to them. Right? They do have qualities that make them unlike any other solid. Like there's something very unique. And so what I started doing was, okay, let me see if I can hold the shape of a, of a, um, and I would use the dodecahedron, the one with all of the pentagrams. Oh, I think because I remember that's this. the phi ratio. I'm like, let me go and hold this phi ratio in the, oh, in my, in my imagination with my yeah. mind's eye, like project that into the soil of the plant, which is in the office I was, I was using at the time. And I would do that for like five minutes every day and just kind of like focus on. It. And the reason why I like the, the dodecahedron was because, you know, it's the phi ratio and the phi ratio, everything's built upon it. So I'm like, I don't have to think anything be like, Oh, I love you. I just need to think this because this is what everything grows upon. I did that for like two weeks. Then I got bored and I moved on to something else. A week after that, and this was a hibiscus tree, and I had this tree for years, so I had, a, I had an understanding of its natural flowering rhythm. It might flower like two or three times during a year. About two weeks after I stopped doing that, it flowered every day for 21 days. That's crazy. And so I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I'm like, what is the nature of our relationship? And then going back to culture, 
Because what we have to recognize about being human, I mean, this, you talk about a good experiment. Here's a good experiment. You got to get, you got to get a, a one day old baby. And that's the hardest thing. But once you get the one day old baby, you can put that child in any household anywhere on the planet. And I guarantee in two years without flashcards, that child will speak that language. Because we absorb our environment. Like the, it's most extreme when we're little, but that never disappears. And we take for granted what we're, what we're in, um, particularly like culture, the time we're in, like all of these things you just take for granted. Uh, your own psyche, you take that for granted. I mean, that's the whole starboard stuff is, is like you take for granted how unique you are because there's never been a day you've not been in your skin. And so when we can go and step out and look like, look at the culture, look at like these small things, like what, 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 what stop signs do to you or like what calendars do to you or like, you know, people do this, this, uh, all of these things, how they impact us. And then we grow into it. You know, if we have this relationship with trees or we have this relationship with other with, with the natural world. Um, and, but we also know we have it with the mental world through language we have to recognize like all of this stuff we take for granted, you know, our history, what we see in the news, you know, why does the Simpson predict Simpsons predict everything? You know, what is that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the, the, like, like the connections that you saw on your, in your Susquehanna river and the town and all that stuff, you know, I feel like, I don't know how to ask this question, but I feel like there was some intention put behind designing uh, civilization and towns and, all that stuff a couple hundred years ago or, and, and further back. But now I mean, we've kind of lost all that. Now that the way towns and cities get developed and just this urban sprawl with no meaning behind it at all, I don't think, I mean, um, I wonder what's lost from that. And I mean, what do you think was the intent? Was it, was, was all that stuff created with intention or was it just, you know, um, a higher level of synchronicity or spiritual sort of effect? Uh, great questions. I am, you know, you got me so excited with, I just want to touch on the first, the first part of what you said before we go to the second part, but, um, uh, they are planned, uh, current, current environments, uh, housing communities, cities, they, they are planned. Um, but they're well, planned yeah, yeah. in a I very, mean, very different way. Yeah, I mean, and I realize they're planned by, by urban planners, but, but it's not. You are right. There was once a time that cities, and they still are, but they are aligned to be part to to mirror the greater the greater environment we're living in. You know, whether that be the the stars or the the you know the equinoxes and so forth. But um, as it relates to what's going on in Susquehanna, so this is the way I best understand it. Um, there was, um, the river was, I initially it was worked upon very, very purposefully. And it was worked upon in what's generally thought of as ceremonial magic and what ceremonial magic, you know, if this is what exactly happens or if this is just a way to envision it, this is how I envision it is if you could imagine the more subtle realms of reality, the more etheric realms through, um, through like uh, focus and attention and, 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 and concentration, um, like a lattice, a structure is created on 
on this etheric plane and then life unfolds around it. So in the same way that if you could imagine um, just like wild ivy growing all over someplace and you, you erect a, a wooden lattice, eventually the ivy will grow around the lattice. So it's not so much like the ivy plan to do that. It just like did whatever, um, uh, it, it just did whatever was, whatever structure was in front of it. It did the, the least common, it followed the path of least co- of the least resistance. But that said, um, there's a very specific alignment um, right at the 40th parallel and the Susquehanna River involving colleges. And I think that was probably done purposefully. I believe the selection of the Baseball Hall of Fame at the source of the river, I believe that was done purposefully. The location of Jamestown at the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay, which is the Susquehanna Bay, that's just spell work to make you think it's different, that was done purposefully. Um, The first computer, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It could go either way. I'd be, you know, if, if I, I, I could flip a coin if I had a bet. But it's a mixture of it. Because well, the most interesting thing, in my opinion, was I, did, I live here. I didn't grow up here. I moved here. And then the story just kind of unfolded on my computer using Wikipedia or at least Wikipedia getting me started. And so the question is like, you know, how did that happen? Am I just putting together things that aren't there or, or am I picking up a signal? I don't know, but um, that's part of this, this dance, uh, which when I ask about the environment, we have this dance with our environment where there seems to be this give take relationship. Um, whether that's with with something as small as the plant we're using or or something larger where we're putting our attention and our awareness. And so um, yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my thought on the river. Well, it's interesting because a lot of that stuff's on ancient like symbology. Like it always goes back to the ancient fucking symbols. And then I I was just listening to Rogan go off about some shit today where but it reminded me about when you start putting the sand or the salt on the fucking pad and you mm-hmm. and you put the different vibrations of the different hertz into it and it starts making these crazy fucking symbols all the time Kinetics. that's that, that's Kinetics. exactly what i'm talking about yeah. like you know it, yeah. that doesn't just happen with sand on on a little thin metal um uh plate you know we're all feeling those cymatics yeah. you know when yeah. we're all changing like when the vibration change and like what's the vibration we can't even feel it because we've always been in it Maybe so, some people feel so, it a little bit more. You know, what, what does that make you think about? Is there something to the, like, I mean, we don't do it a lot in the West anymore, but the Muslims, I mean, they're all getting together and doing their chants in the morning. Are those, you know, I wonder, it makes me start looking at some of those rituals a whole lot differently when you get into the chanting or the praying or the, like, is that, is there something to that that's setting your fucking soul right for the day that, you know, listening to CNN tell you the world's coming to an end isn't doing? Without one one hundred percent correct, I, I agree that is one hundred percent correct. Um, the chantings are are just though they're techniques. So like you have to still be very very conscious on what you're chanting because what will happen is you will become aligned with that um, whatever that is whether you're chanting CNN or whether you're chanting you know 
any type of uh, whatever your your belief is. I mean, one of the things which I think is so interesting is you could take, you know, three different true believers of three different um, at odd belief systems. And if the individual feels in their heart, like they're completely aligned with it. And they're like, you know, I know it in my head. I feel it here. This is it. Each one of them is getting something immensely valuable out of it, even though they can't all be like true because the beliefs are contradictory. And so what you have to recognize the only truth is, is the power of belief. You know, something magical happens when this vessel, which we're in, decides like I'm going to align all like my actions, my chantings, my, my, my thoughts, like what I really feel inside, what feels right. Um, you know, something, something happens with your ability to interact in the world. And that's the whole thing with like capture the imagination. This is the whole, you know, uh, Walter Lippmann, one of the first, uh, the fathers of propaganda. He was like, I want to be able to control the pictures which people put in their minds. Because all I got to do is give you the, 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 the frequency, the image to, to then go and believe. And you're just going to naturally create whatever, whatever was i gave you mm -hmm. and so yeah belief is it but then it's also uh you have to be very very wise with what you believe and you have to believe something well yeah you well yeah at that point your beliefs become you don't want to put them into ideologies or dogma you want to put them in you want to put your faith in yourself and your future or your friends or your family or your health or whatever else right something that works right i mean the, what i always try do you think there's a limit to that on what works i'm sorry do you think there's an upper limit to that um i don't know uh that's half the fun i mean it's my opinion that i think this is supposed to be fun uh being in body and and maybe half the fun is the experimentation of like, what are the upper limits? Um, I've got, I've got two boys. They're, they're, they're 10 and 11 and they both play lots of sports. And I played a lot of sports when I was younger. And I, I have a, I have a memory in my mind of um, like what was normal skills for like a 10-year-old a soccer player. Like, you know, this would be a, like a, a rec player and this would be more elite. And this is what, 30 years ago? And I look at my kids now and I look at what this, the standard level of play is <laughs> and it is so heads and shoulders above. And you see that everywhere of like what people are doing, whether you, and, you, and athletics is interesting because it's so tangible, but... Yeah. But like we're the upper limits of what we're capable of doing. I think like, you know, it's expanding drastically. You know, the bars are rate is raising, you know, sports is a silly is a silly analogy, but it's also like it's measurable. Well, I like, yeah, wasn't it like yeah. the hundred mile an hour fastball, right? Like nobody could throw a baseball a hundred miles an hour. And then as soon as one guy fucking did it, I mean, every team in the league's got a couple guys that can do it. Yeah. Four minute mile, same thing. And so like the, I think we're at this point right now, I think going back to like where, where we started, like there's so much friggin' information, like whenever, whenever we, we, we 
kind of open this closet door individually and you're like, oh, wow, what's in here? There's so much more going on. And then you start taking in information and then you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then it gets to a point of diminishing returns. You, you get to the level of like, yeah, OK, I got it. I get, I get it. And then you go and we're like, well, wow, this is kind of amazing. Look how everything is expanding. And yeah, there's so, there's all of this other stuff, but we're learning these sort of rules of, um, you know, there's there, this isn't really my area of expertise, but like a lot of people talk about like natural law, like both in, in, in philosophical um, application and then also just like real literal application of applying natural law as a way of interacting with other human beings. But then also these other laws that we have with, with, with the environment, you know, what we're talking about. And that's also going to be with other people. And as we're beginning to recognize that just because we're seeing it on a screen, like the technique works. If you see something on the screen, and you believe it to be real, whether or not it's real or not, it will be internalized and then it will be externalized in your life. You will experience it. We're all figuring this out. We're all seeing like, but I'm not exactly willing to throw away my laptop yet because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to have this great conversation with you guys. So like, we're still somewhere within the system, but we're figuring it out. And what the upward limit, I don't know, but I'm optimistic as fuck. Yeah, I heard you talking about that with uh, Rogue, Rogue Plays or uh, one of those uh, one of those shows, and it was you were talking about the the balance of you know technology, and you can't you can't you know you try not to let it get you you know get addicted to it too much, but then you do need some of it to also do what we're doing and to and to be a be a, a part of the you know the resistant to the movement of. Uh, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but you know what I mean. I mean, there's there's a real there's a real possibility that we could be clamped down and controlled pretty quick here. So we we have to find a way to use this technology as a way to keep uh, the conversation happening. I I I think that yes, like I mean, anything which is um, anything that has perils with it should be understood. You know, if you're going to go and and do a ten mile hike through a rainforest somewhere in South America, you know, it's, it's best that you kind of know what you're doing. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, like this, this is a jungle. In fact, I don't need the, the research suggests, and if you j just even are, are just slightly curious and open-minded, all of this internet stuff is immensely magical. Like whatever the magic world is and the magic orders, um, you know, that's what this is. It, it, it's these are these we're, we're looking at liquid crystal display screens. We're like we're, we're looking into scrying mirrors, you know, all of the Ethernet, the ethers. This is in all of the symbology. I mean, we're working with something and, yeah, and, and we should have we should have some appreciation and an awareness of yeah, it. And, and that's not even we, considering like, you know, the whole governmental stuff. I yeah. mean, I don't see it much different, but yeah. Well, the other side of that coin is that we're crawling out of the clamp down because, you know, for the last no, fucking few thousand years there was no talking like this so that anyone could hear about it unless you wanted to go hand out flyers in the parking lot or 
You know, there was nothing. There was nothing. And even even 15 years ago, there was nothing. Maybe Alex Jones was just starting. But 20 years ago, there's nothing. And 30 years ago, there's nothing. And 50 years ago, you get shot for it. And 100 years ago, you know. So, I mean, I, I can get why some people think it's about to be clamped down. But, you know, I just look at it as part of the ebb and flow of them trying to react to... Uh, what a couple million of us are doing on a daily basis. Yeah. But I wonder if there's more freedom back then as well, in a certain way, like we're all debt slaves and we can hardly, a lot of people can hardly make a living. And I know more people are coming out of poverty every day and all that stuff. So we are all moving forward. You could write the story every day for the last 20 years and 130,000 people escaped abject poverty today. I know, but there's also the guy. We're also all kind of slaves. Kind of, that's right. But more, I, than, more than we might have been You can also look at that in a way that, you know, I don't know. I could go both sides of that because, I mean, we're, we're responsible for our own actions and our thoughts to a certain extent, too. I mean, they do a good job of controlling those, too. But if you can get those back, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. And that's kind of where I think that's where the more the clampdown is, is them trying to control us, to, like you were saying, control our thoughts to the point that we don't understand what we're capable of. Yeah, That's why you got to get the fucking placebo. I don't even know. I can't believe they told us about the placebo. That's like the fucking crack in the curtain. That, or, wait, what? I mean, I, I think that we, as each individual, each individual has to come up with an inner narrative where there is where this is a mythic journey and there's hope because it is very easy to create an inner story which there isn't any and that doesn't mean there isn't challenge and just like what you're saying it's like this this in, being in this environment is what you is how you do wake up because when you're comfortable there's no reason to wake up it's only when you get the the, the bucket of cold water on um so let's get back to the the ceremonial magic of the you know the town the city creation all that what's the what's the purpose behind that is that just is it was that out of you know what what are they trying to do is that going to create a a power so okay um and a, a lot of this comes from this comes from a lot from from a variety of different sources of information and I had this feeling for about a couple years into the research. I'm like, this is what I'm thinking is going on. And then I found, a, I found something which confirmed my feelings. So, you know, this is, this is where I'm leaning. This is what makes the most sense to me. Uh, it all starts with, or at least the story starts. This is where the story begins. This is the narrative which goes around. It all comes from John D. You know who John D is? Yeah. The uh, um, Queen, okay, Queen Elizabeth's astrologer, and he um, he introduced to the world uh, Enochian magic, and what basically, and we know all of this information from these diaries that were that he kept of all of these interactions he and this this other guy Edward Kelly had with these incarnate spirits, and and. We've got his 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 diaries, and those diaries are in the British Museum. 
and people read them. And so that's where we know. And you could also say, why are they in the British Museum for us to read? And like, maybe these aren't all the diaries, but like, this is the story which is put out there. So John D says that he was, he was having these conversations with these entities who say that they're the same people who spoke to Enoch from the Bible. And they're like, listen, your world, and so this is written in this like uh, late 1500s kind of language. They like, your world is protected by these watchtowers. And these watchtowers keep your world uh, safe from all of these demonic forces. But this is what we can do. We can tell you something. We're going to give you that. We're going to we're going to teach you how to do this thing. We we all you do. You say these words and you you, you draw these circles. And what will happen is you can really quickly like open up the the the, the watchtower and and like you let one of the demons in. But we'll show you how to control them. And what the demons can do is the demons can control tutelatory spirits. That's what this is about. Tutelatory spirits. And so a tutelatory spirit's like an earth spirit. And there was once upon a time, or at least all our history books tell us this, once upon a time, all over earth, in all of the different cultures, everyone had the same understanding that there were earth spirits. And they interacted with them. The earth spirits where you lived had, like what we're saying, there was an interaction with this this with this 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 natural, natural world and they would look after those that lived in their land and one of the ways ancient warfare used to be fought was you would want to go and and fight your opponent's tutelatory spirit because if you could break their spirit you know think about this we're going to break your spirit then we're going to be able to break the people so all right so that's that got john d all excited because john d was the visionary behind the British Empire. And he was very, very interested in this idea of British expansionism. And you got to keep in mind, like Britain was an impoverished, an impoverished nation at the time. Like keeping, keeping all of their citizens fed was, was, was something they were struggling with. And they were a hundred years behind the likes of, um, of like Spain and Portugal in the age of discovery. And somehow, somehow starting with, with John D and this, 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 um, this British, this vision for the British empire in like a hundred and I think the 1920s is when the British empire was at its peak. So um, it's like 300 years later. So in this short period of time, it goes from this impoverished nation to the biggest empire that's ever been since recorded history. And so I'm not saying like go empire, but I am saying is like there have been a lot of people who wanted to take over the world. And somehow these guys did it better than anyone else in a shorter amount of time. And so you go and you start looking at this stuff. And they're like, oh, we got, you know, we've got we've got this magic. I've never practiced Enochian magic, but I know a lot of people take it very, very seriously. And the guy who came up with Enochian magic then went and he set up shop right on the mouth of the oldest river. And so when we go and we look at, we go and we look at uh, uh, history and we see that, that, yeah, that 
yes, there was the, the different cultures understood that there were earth spirits and there are spirits with mountains and all, all spirits in the forest. There was a special relationship with water, particularly rivers. And we can see that best now, like when you think of like Vedic India and the holy rivers of India and um, the Celtic populate or the s cultures and their relationships with the goddesses of, of rivers and um, the Nile, you know, the question I always ask is like, what did they know? Why did they all do this? What did, how did they experience something different than, than maybe what I uh, am experiencing? You know, that's a question that goes in the back of my mind. But if you go and you look at then what John D uh, did and the British empire, everything is on this river. And then when you go and you look at this river from just a purely like material geological perspective, it has certain qualities which are extraordinary, extraordinary, unlike other rivers. Like, you know, every river special, every, every person special, you know. It's like a unique snowflake. But, but, you know, there's only one person who's the fastest person on the planet. And some people, some things are more special. And this river is incredibly special. Like, you know, you look at its age, you look at um, like craters that are on it, all these different sort of things. And so now we go and we see like this is where the British Empire began. And, and we see it every place that there is a, a, a key geological transition, like where it changes form, there is this world first, whether I'm going to say Jamestown is the birthplace of globalism, because that was the birth, that was the first colony of the British Empire, and it was the birthplace of the United States. And the guy who says it's the first, it's where the British Empire begins, I think his last name was Kelso, he's uh, he was a, he's an archaeologist, maybe, I think, or an anthropologist involved with Jamestown. But he got he got a he got an honorary knight from the queen. So I'm imagining that that when he says that they're agreeing with him. So they look at this as the birthplace of the British Empire. And it's the birthplace of the United States, because this is where the colony system began. And then we see the information age began on the river. And we see that the, the distribution of electricity began on the river. We see all this stuff. And you're like. This is the ancient practice of, of goddess worship, and it is, has been identified as a, the primary tutelatory spirit on earth. And, and let me clear uh, and define that for a moment. Um, so everything in the spiritual world is hierarchical. And so like this, the lower it is on the hierarchy, the, the more personal it is. And like the higher up you go, the less personal it is and the, mo the more influence it would have. So like, let's say if it we're talking earth spirits, the, the, the stream in the back of your house is you have a much more personal relationship with that than perhaps like the main uh, tutelatory spirit of the planet. And I'm going to suggest that the reason why the reason why everything was done upon this river, the reason why John D came here, uh, the reason why everything happened is because the reason why this is the oldest river in the planet, the reason why it has all of these markers which cannot be missed when looked at amongst all of the other rivers in the planet, you're like, yeah, this is pretty special. If you were looking for like the the most influential tutelatory spirit. And you got places in your body, there are glands in your body, there are things in your body which are more influential than other glands in your body. This isn't like, you know, I'm rooting for my favorite. This is more so like understanding how the system works.
like I'm going to say this is this is this is the this is the river which they put under a spell because that's what Enochian magic says it would do. And in fact, I say they did it on a 400 year spell, starting exactly with the establishment of Jamestown, which was May 12th, 1607 and completing. And so there's this map associated with Jamestown now, and boom, it's got this economic crash. <laughs> um, was that, did I, and, did I spoil it? Did I spoil uh, well, well, crescendo? It did, that did, it was the year uh, in 2007, <laughs> but on that exact same day, 400 years later, 400 is a, is a key number within um, uh, Kabbalistic symbolism, which is the underpinning of all of these different Western mysteries. Um, at their secret location, in that exact same day, they opened up this park, which is right on the river, which has all of this like ancient alchemical symbology. And so I'm like, that's the conclusion. Like there was, there was an agreement. Their agreement might not be the right word, but they, there was a, the whole idea of Enochian magic, at least how it was expressed within John Dee's uh, diaries, was the ability to take over tutelatory spirits. And the reason why you'd want to take over a tutelatory spirit is because then you would have your way with what that tutelatory spirit protects protects it will have to do what you you tell it to do like this is what this is what they say what what the enochian magic would do and you're like okay that's an interesting idea and then you go and you look and you're like well i'll be they came right here and then they they became the biggest empire they took over the world and everything that happened on this river just spread all over and it seems to have it came to a completion in 2007 you know, and, and, and we've been we've been still asleep, but I think we're waking up and part of like, you know, I'm just suggesting that or what I find interesting in a conversation, which I like to encourage in my own explorations is like, how is this practical and like, how is this real? And then and, and how do I have a, a not just a relationship then with with the environment, but then how do I relate to other human beings also? You know, all of this thing, like, you know, we have these, there, there's a way which we relate and which we, we connect, which we are unaware of. And so we're acting out unconsciously and doing all sorts of dumbass shit. That's interesting. I, I didn't know about the 400 year. Oh. Fire? Is that a fire? Or is that, that's just a train. Uh, that, no, that's just a train. Like, that's not even, that, oh. that's like the, that's the, I, I don't even hear the train. When you hear the fire alarm, you can't miss that one. We got a train here, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so 2007, 400 years. So then what, what's your prediction for, did this, is this going to carry on in another cycle then? Or is it, or is it, uh, no. I, uh, that's it. Uh, my personal opinion. Um, so my personal opinion is, as I said, I'm an optimist. My personal opinion is all of this is really like, it's like, uh, um, uh, the wizard of Oz. It's all just the wizard of Oz. And this is the, this is the 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 trickery which we're waking up to what we are. You know, I don't know what we are. Um, 
but I can't, I can't hold in my heart a vision of a dystopian future. I'm not going to put my energy there. And what I see in people and what I see in potentialities, like the only really nasty stuff I ever see, I see on the computer box, right? Like I'm not, I, maybe I see it some, you know, you don't really see so much of, so much of the, of the really ugly stuff. And I'm not denying it's happening, but there's, there's a game which is happening. So there's, there's a, there's a light there's a, there's a, um, an LCD screen. Um, a truth which is being shown to like how things work. And, and that is obviously um, there, there's, there's a, an ugliness to that. And we're, we're seeing that, but then there's so much other ugliness. I don't even believe is real though. And I think it's just there to pollute our, to pollute our thinking. Because well, if they can and, keep a certain percentage of us fucking negative, then well, that, that's that, enough. And look what's happening. So Don't since 2007, the, the collapse, like you mentioned, that's not pointing at you. Acknowledging it's a five-figure point. <laughs> it's, uh, it, like, that really has made a big difference, right? So 2007, this happened. The parks opened up. This, let's say this magical spell. of this This spell, this empire building spell has kind of come to an end 400 years later. And look at how polarized we are now. Like it's really shifted. Like it's, it's almost like that's fallen away. And now here we are with the internet, which should be like, we're all coming towards a common truth in the middle, which is not happening at all. It's all we're, all we're doing is taking our little bits of information and reinforcing our current belief systems and getting really polarized. Like, I, I feel like there's some sort of connection there. Like this is, you know, this is now the next stage is nobody knows what, what is going on, what to do. So I have, a, I have a fantasy, which I hold in my mind. And there's a power in belief, you know, and I'm the first one. I'm like, this is my fantasy, but, but this is a fantasy I like to hold. Um, all right. So let's say like, let's say you could go back in time to 1820. And you could go in, and you could go someplace in the United States and let's say someplace in South America and someplace in Europe and someplace in Africa and someplace in Asia. And you can go and try to explain to all to the people who you come um who you see about how we are we're all on this planet and we're we're connected you're basically describing the internet you're describing how we can go and you can communicate with anyone on this planet and you can share like images but there are no pictures yet you can't they don't know what a photograph is so you can't talk about pictures but like you you're, you're trying to explain what the internet is because what you want to do is um, have those people build that or create that or create a uh, um, create that mechanism. And they can't, or maybe some people can, but everyone's got a different, a different picture in their mind. But if you did that same thing right now and you basically like imagine the internet, but you did it like you know, with your imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, every single person can do that. The Akashic record. So every, everyone has that, um, that possibility. So we can all imagine the same thing. So uh, w one of the things of what we're seeing in, our, in culture, in, um, in uh, the destructive culture, is that everything is inverted. And this is, this is a truth. Like, like there's, there's, as it relates to destruction, like nothing's being created, particularly our destructive culture, nothing's being created. It's just an inversion of the truth. 
And so if we want to look at and, and it makes a lot of sense, we can look at the Internet and the entire computer industry is being inherently sick just from the fact that, you know, these 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 things that are in front of us, like, you know, they've got like heavy metals in them and like everything that it takes to make this happen, whether that's like slave labor uh, uh, factories or, or just like the extraction of uh, of these minerals from the earth. Like, yeah, we, yes, we are benefiting from this, but maybe at some point, like it, I think anyone who could really think about like uh, uh, the way which humanity could actually have a harmonious relationship with each other and the environment, they'd be like, yeah, I'd still like to have something like the internet, but I don't want to deal with all of that, you know, all of the ugliness that comes with it. So now we can, you know, that's the fantasy. Like, I don't know what that is. You know, you put a crystal to your forehead and I go and I, I, I shoot it that way. I don't know. But um, we can picture that. And whether it's like a, a big solar flare or like a EMF attack and like, um, we move off this. I don't know how that happened. Well, this might just That's be not, part of the natural progression to get there too, right? Like, I mean, we had to get through I, the I Model like to T so. to get to the you Lexus. Know, that's, that's what I hold. You know, if I'm going to pray down three times a day, I'm going to pray for, you know, this natural unfolding for us to fought, to refine the, the harmonious relationship we had with ourselves, our environment, and each other. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how you get there, but I'm like, that's the thing that makes the most amount of sense to me. Nuclear baby. <laughs> fusion. We just yeah. got to get to fusion instead of fission. Away we go. Right? Yeah. So did you give grandma reading or something? The starboard. Oh, is that like? Uh, a- and yours is coming. I didn't get your. I didn't get your birth information until. Um, until uh probably a week after i got grams well you would think after six years graham would know my birthday but that's the time the time is important too we need the time my timing my timing was very interesting because it was upon the sunrise and it was was, i want to explain the process because he he, it was very beautiful so michael sent me the file and it was uh he says you know Sit down, try and spend about 90 minutes, light some candles and some incense, kind of use it as like a meditative process. And uh, it was beautiful, very beautiful. And it was, it was great to follow along and watch it. And you do like a video of this physical starboard. I hope you have a picture there or you have something of it there. And uh, it's, uh, it's incredible. And it was really, because I'm, I'm sort of more of a visual visual one. So I've had readings before we've had it where you can, I can see my natal chart and stuff like that, but I can't really, you know, it's abstract. It's abstract. Right. But the way you, what what, what am I looking at? I'm looking at dots and circles and symbols. Yeah. So the way you actually physically put the planets on the signs and the timing of my birth and all that, it was, it was beautiful. beautiful, You have it to Chromecast here so I could see it or no. Not, uh, not you. I'm talking to Graham. Oh, you should. Graham should <laughs> I didn't know what any of that meant. I have, a, I have a picture of it. I mean, I could show you a picture of it. I could put a can I put a picture? Of I was it just on? checking to see what time the sun rised on my birthday, but was, the sun rose at six forty a.m. So I wasn't born until like ten after eight. We should try and Chromecast. That's a that's a picture of Michael doing it with his hands. Ooh, it looks like a Ouija board. So what did you make that? Uh, don't say that. That's, that's not. Is that insulting? Sorry. 
No, no, not at all. It takes a lot more to be sold. I don't care if it's insulting to you. You don't know what you're talking about. You're so a what, did, what was that made of? What's the opposite of a snowflake? That's a, <laughs> ice cube. Ice cube? <laughs> you like the white ice cube. Uh, so um, I've had so many weird experiences with this board. So um, Does he have any Pisces on there? I'm sorry? Does Graham have anything in Pisces? Uh, Where's my he had a bunch of water, but um, uh, no, there was not anything in Pisces. But I'll let. But you know what? I can't tell someone else's chart. That's your diary, so you'd have to no, ask. No, no, you can, no, no, can you explain it. That's you not going to happen. You can go ahead. Uh, you can't figure out email. <laughs> <laughs> so the the board was it's. I got the the underside at Lake Home Depot and I covered it with sand and volcanic ash. And it's an artistic replication of the Zodiac. And and the idea behind it is is it's it's almost exactly what you're saying. It's like astrology is I don't know what astrology is, but astrology is immensely valuable. You can say like astrology is absolutely like there's no there's no it it doesn't make like it's not real but you can get an astrological reading and you can have a full belief in your heart that this is all just hocus pocus mumbo jumbo but i guarantee you will get something immensely out of it because astrology gives you a language to discuss your inner world which we don't have in anything else and so even if everything is wrong like it forces you to think of like, oh, I didn't realize there are different ways to be assertive and there are different ways which I receive things. There are different ways of, of, of like where I aspire and different ways of where I face uh, limitation. Like, and so it just provides that language. Now, that being said, I found it to be incredibly accurate uh, from the feedback I get from people. Have, and you, heard, have you heard that quote? Me, I'm have sorry. You heard that quote from uh, who was it, Buffett or something like that? says uh millionaires don't practice astrology only the billionaires do <laughs> uh that was jp morgan oh jp morgan yeah. uh, yes. you know, fucking I, you I mean, mean I, I i butchered the quote but it's something oh, like man. that it's like you should hear some of the shit henry ford had to say it's fucking unbelievable like you read uh, some of the you read some of the fucking my the success books from the 1920s and 30s and they'll fucking floor you I I got a lot of books from those times. I and it's 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 yes. According yes, to the yes, chats, yes. the opposite of a snowflake flake is a steam puff. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's, it's logical. It makes steam sense. <laughs> um, but but the whole the the entire experience. And I used to only do them in person. It's only recently that I started doing them remotely. Yeah. Um, where I where I, I video it and then send you the video, it was to create an experience. And this is another truth about being human. Like when we have like these these um, particularly what you'd call a sacred experience, and it's all about setting an intention. Um, something happens to us, and we have to feel it. It's got to be unique. It's got to be special. It's got to touch all your senses. It's it's gotta it's gotta pull you in, and the truer it is, and what I what I try to do with the with the starboard is, 
You know, I'm like, this is what the heavens look like when you were born, regardless of anything else. You have this unique relationship, this time date stamp, because the planets are always moving, whatever planets may be. They're always moving. And this is how they were when you were born. And so and you see it and it makes sense and it's 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 aesthetically pleasing and there's music and all of that is to really create the inner environment to remind yourself, like whether that's like to the macrocosm, I'm so much more connected than I thought I was, or just the fact that there's so much more to me, you know, as an individual than I realize because I'm so caught up in this part of my drama or that part of my story. Yeah. And when you make those connections physically on your board of, uh, you know, there's a 90 degree connection with where Jupiter is compared to where the sunrise or the solar part is. And I mean, it's easier for me to not, not accept, but to just to visualize, you know, that there are these physical, like there's some physical influence here on, on me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So you've had good feedback from it so far? Uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing I've been doing starboard sessions for probably about three years now. I built it about three years ago. And um again, this is this has been my experience in terms of being a human being. Um you can learn things very, very quickly if um like there are other ways to learn. And what you have to do is you have to get like, it has to be, you have to concentrate hard with your mind and you have to go and do something with your body and you have to feel it. You have to want to do that. And so when I built that, you know, I made it into like, it was incredibly detailed and I had to make all of these symbols, you know, by hand and I'm laying in, in this volcanic ash and it gets in your nervous system. And um, you know, there, there are people who've been studying astrology for 20 years. I mean, I certainly know my astrology, but I know it in a very, very different way. And this is true for all astrologers. They're going to tell, uh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to speak or they're going to interpret or they're going to read based upon their own astrology. That's, that's the beauty of astrology, not the limitation of it. And mine is just the fact that I know that I put this in my nervous system and I just know how to, I know how to read the language now. I mean, you've seen on, um, uh, how hard on, is it to get there? Does that just like, does that like a light just comes on where it's just like ding and it starts to make sense? Is that like really, a visual thing or can you read a book me, no. and get there? No, it's been more so like, so that's every once in a while that happens, but it's more so it just feels natural. And so because it feels natural, um, it's easy to miss. And I think this is true. And this is part of like this. Again, I keep going back to like, what does it mean to be human? Like, really, how do we work? You know, because I don't think it's meant to be difficult. I think it's meant to be more joyful and more and easier. And so when we learn, when we want to learn something new, like, yes, it takes effort, but the effort might not be what we thought it would be. Um, and so when I did this, I already knew astrology. I've been studying astrology for probably 10 years before that. But as soon as I did that, I just, I started talking about it differently and it didn't seem any different, but I recognized that something shifted still feels the same as it always has, but, but something shifted. So what made you put it together like that? Um, or not what made you, but you know, like, was there the, the, so 
I had, um, I'd recent, I just moved out of, out of the house, which I was with, with, with my children and my then wife. And, and I was in this transitional phase in life. And, um, I found myself living in, in Wilmington, Delaware, and I was living with this woman who was this crystal healer and she was an astrologer. And I always knew astrology kind of, but I never had an opportunity, an opportunity to actually be with someone who really understood it and like, you know, interact on a regular basis. So we would talk astrology all the time. And I was like, I need to do something with it. Like I'm always, I'm always making art. I'm always creating. So I'm like, I need to take this and put it in physical form because I want to see this and I want to move around all this different, um, all of the different charts and see what you're talking about. Cause I can't picture it in my mind. And, um, and it's, it's, it, it, it took me probably about three months to build and, since then, I think I've probably done well over maybe 200, 200 sessions with it. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just recently uh, doing the um, doing the ones uh, remotely, I did as many I did in the last six weeks as I probably did in the first six months, which made me change kind of my relationship with with doing these sessions. But um but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a real um, it's been a really interesting ride. Well, I can tell you put a lot of intention in it, and it's you know a lot of reverence behind it. You're very it's very it's like a ceremonial process for yourself too. It I can tell. Yeah, yeah. and and to the person, I mean, it's 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 I like to honor people, I suppose. So, can you talk a little bit about my reading then? And see what Darren thinks about it, or just give us a rundown. Going to give yeah a bit um, of a laugh, or do you? <laughs> uh, do, you have, do you have it handy or i don't have that i'm kind of I'm a little bit caught off guard with that i mean i've got your 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 book here i mean what was jumping out because what happens is um i get into i get into a flow yeah and i don't know if you could if you recognize the change in my voice when i do that but i certainly do um what I focus with, though, with your reading, and I had a, um, I'll tell you a couple of things which I thought were interesting. So uh, one is the, was the amount of, of, um, of uh, and it's unfortunate because I know the power of, of, of double entendre, but, you know, you have a lot of planets in cancer. And so that doesn't mean you get cancer, but I just don't like the fact that it's the same word because that's yeah. another, uh, another connotation. So I like to just call it, you've got a lot in the crab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not much. And, there's a lot of crabs. <laughs> yeah. He's always scratching. And that was very indicative of your sensitive nature. And often, um, and often, uh, uh, when you when you see a lot of this, the 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 crab, uh, a lot of crab energy, it can show itself in a person who um, finds it difficult to be around other people because they're picking up so much stuff. Um, and so I found it very interesting that just like, you know, you're so out there with just doing podcasts, you know, not everyone does that. This is, you know, I'm 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 extending myself. Uh, I'm out into the world. 
And but obviously you can hear a lot of this. This you see a lot of the the crab type qualities because you know you're you're kind of soft spoken and you're not really um, uh, like a wild Aries, like very fiery sort of person. So you see that. But what I thought, what I what was interesting is, I've only I I don't think I've ever seen anyone with with four planets in 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 the crab before, and, and I've seen people with four planets in in other signs. I mean, I got four planets in Sagittarius, and it's always interesting. But I do know from just listening to to podcasts that um, Freeman he always says he's got four planets in 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 the crab, and so I'm thinking like that's an interesting co- correlation. Like how many how many people are podcast hosts, and how many people deal with conspiracy type issues, and just like that ability that that commonality of of, of that much water. So that definitely jumped out when I was looking at your chart. And, and then just before um, Darren, just before just Darren thinks I'm, just before Darren thinks I'm too sensitive. There was a lot of things balancing <laughs> out that balancing Yo, out that oh, sensitivity. You wouldn't even go with that. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I wish yeah, I would have yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of big fast uh, cars and was, big trucks. You're gonna, have to show, you're gonna have to show them your starboard session. Oh Let no, see, I will. I will. The full but, thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll uh, probably upload it to the YouTube channel. I don't think you know those are that's those are spell magic. Like what I think is significant is the fact that Pluto is in play. The fact that we're having a conversation about it, like no one's talking about Neptune, but it is in the a lot of Uranus talk too. Uranus and Pluto, I think, and Jupiter get the most action. Actually, you know, Venus too. Venus gets a lot. You know, of it's action. funny Mars, you mentioned Neptune because Neptune is kind of like the redheaded stepchild. Am I allowed to say that? Still, is that like? Uh, oh, that's bad. Oh, I hate crime. Just crossed Fuck. the line. I hate crime again. The redheaded stepchild, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's bad. Uh, that I have a co- I've got a couple. Um, I've got a couple markers in my mind um, when uh, watching watching the the cultural norms uh, change, and and when the redheaded stepchild is no longer being able to said, that's definitely one of the lines I have. Which I'm like, all right, we crossed a new threshold. Yeah. Did we, did we just cross it? No, it's been. I don't know. I think we can still <laughs> say it. I we'll find we out. We're gonna find out one way or another. Right. Make make a yeah exactly, and there was also some interesting stuff about the rise, uh, the sunrise at my birth, and uh, another planet rising right behind it, or it was right on the cusp. Yes, behind it, yes, eh? and 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 right I apologize, Grant, because <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I've done five it's, other charts okay. since the last no, time no, I saw okay. your chart, so it's not fresh in uh, it's not fresh in my head. I just basically, I wanted to get Darren to giggle over the sensitivity thing. And that's, that's all I wanted. So it's good. good. (laughs) Yeah. It's well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) you got a sensitive chart, my friend. Well, you'll have to let me know how mine looks. Well, let's talk about before we do that. Do you explain the, the, the pulling of the cards on on the fly? Cause that was, uh, I don't know if you wrote down the cards you pulled at the beginning of the session either, but that was interesting. Um, uh, those cards. Know, I'm coming I around do, to the I cards. Do, Lisa plays cards. cards. So, um, blows my fucking mind sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I be particularly because it's a, it's what's called a cold reading. Like, uh, I, I don't have any information. Well, I've, I've got a little bit of information from you because you're a public figure, but for the most part, I don't. And um, I'm just going off of I'm going off of a chart, 
And so it's very intuitive, but I, I usually like to have some sort of direction. So I pick cards um, and whatever, and from two different decks. And I like to play them off of each other. One of them is, is a deck which is all about uh, um, life is a journey. And I, I like that as a value system, like to approach our experiences, like, you know, we're a hero in our journey. And then the other one is a, a deck of the Yi Jing, which is uh, um, you know, the oldest divination system that they tell us about. And so I like to pick them and then like whatever I see, and I'm like, that's how I position the, uh, how I positioned the, uh, um, the reading refresh my memory, what your cards are. Cause I think I know where Jesus, oh, so was funny, it. Cause I was, was just thinking yours had something to do with work, um, working with the spoiled, uh, working with the spoiled, spoiled. Was, yeah, something spoiled yes. on the, on the first, uh, on the first card. And then the second card was quite relevant as well. Yeah. It made me, you, it made me think about, about that from your working with, uh, addiction and stuff. Well, it made me think of going through addiction and coming out on the other end and, and it just seemed to fit with some of what I've been through in life and where I'm at right now with the way you, you pulled those two cards. I can't remember what the second card was either, but it's just, it just, it it sort of added some depth to the, to the whole thing. I I appreciate that feedback. Um, I do remember exactly how I was feeling when that happened. And, and sometimes you, when you do readings, particularly like this when it's cold and you don't cold being like, there's no feedback. There's not like, you're not not in the same room as me. I can't tell if I'm making you uncomfortable or if I'm making you, you're, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Like you don't have anything like that. And my, my preference when doing these, these readings is I like to focus on what would be considered the darker aspects or the shadow. And the reason why I like to do that is like, one, everyone's got one. So that's part of like, you know, this experience of, of, of being whatever we are, but we feel like there's a, there's something wrong with us because we have them. And when we can go and look and be like, no, this is, this is what the archetypes of the heavens mean. And you say, you see it up here and it's like, this is part of the experience. And so we honor that and we understand it, but there's, there's no real like shame about it and there's no guilt. It's like, you know, this is part of what I'm working with and I know what I work with. Um, this is where I grow. You know, this is where like all things are possible because if there was nothing to work with, no one will get out of bed. Yep. Yep. It's okay to not get out of bed sometimes, especially when it's cold. All right. Yeah. You, you, you are in, in Canada. So I guess I, I have to respect that. We've been lucky so far, though. I think it's about to get cold, though. I think it's coming. We do have a question from the chats here. From Lee He Larvey Coswald. Ask Michael how someone would, he says do the reading, but I assume he means get the reading. If some of our Uh, listeners want to track you down and uh, get a session, how does that work? You could go to SusquehannaAlchemy.com. And you could go and book one right there. There'll be and a I do a, link in the show notes. There's like a description of all of of um of uh um you know what the reading looks like. There are a couple of different types, different ways which I do it, but yeah. How long does it usually take? And mine was like half, yeah. How long does it take? About an hour? Well, they're they're not um 
they're they're not live or they're not interactive so i i do i mean probably between 90 minutes to two hours in the reading you know i get up and and there's some technical stuff and then i uh um i edit it and i do some some other things and you know, upload it. it takes forever to upload that's the hardest part it takes overnight to upload um and then the person receives it so they get a link to to like Dropbox and then they can download the video. Actually, I do two videos. Did you see the second video? Yep. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. Yeah. The sequel. So that, Don't call it a sequel. That's, that's a subliminal. That's like the deep magic stuff. So you watch the first one. I mean, you should probably see it at least twice, I would recommend. Um, and hold on to it. You might want to watch it like in a year or so, but like twice right away what, once you see it. But then afterwards, like, you know, you're not going to go and spend, uh, you got other things which, which, which is calling you. And so, but there's something very, very significant, which happens when you walk, when you go through this and you, you have this experience and, and I want to really, um, help encourage that to that feeling to return. And so I condense the, I condense that 90 minute or two hour video down into two minutes and I kind of like stylize it so that, and you don't hear any words. You just listen to like maybe some, some piano music, real, uh, um, really kind of like you're going to feel it and you're watching your chart being built and you're going through this experience and it's just going back in your mind and it's reminding you all of the stuff. Like you're not like, you're not gonna remember the details, but it brings that experience back into from the, the back of your mind to the forefront. And the experience is ultimately about integration and, and really connecting with self and, and, and honoring your, you as an individual in your journey. And so whenever you watch that, or at least this is what my intention is with it, is that this is a way where someone like two minutes, like they can go and watch this if they ever need to like, let me regroup. Let me, let me tap into who I am. Like this is a nice tool they can have. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Looking forward to hearing what I can't wait. Mine's probably, I'm probably super sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Uh, I'm excited. So I thought about this because I got, I got your, your birth information. Um, I got your birth information. Like when I, I had too many other people, I didn't have space to do it before the call. And I knew that I was going to do yours after the call. Um, but now I'm excited because I can have an interaction. I can talk to you in the video in a different way than, than I did with Graham because, you know, I, I haven't had the opportunity to meet you yet. So um, I, I like the fact that, that um, it's going to be different. And I know it to kind of focus upon now that we've had this conversation. I'm more sensitive than I let on. <laughs> Most people are. Graham lets on a lot. So that's why we know he's, there's a lot under this, a lot of iceberg <laughs> underneath. A lot of steam, a lot of steam puff. A lot of steam puff and ice stuff. (laughs) You like that? I thought you'd like that though. Warm and fuzzy. So, what kind of uh, stuff are you looking at these days? Like any uh, new new research? Any new things? Any things you're peeling together? Uh, Like right now, um, right right now, I've I've been in a, a very creative mode, and I've been having a lot of fun with Instagram and doing all these digital collages and and tying them into um like different stories. So there's that when the more research oriented it's, it's, uh, um, 
my attention has been been it's not so much research as much as it is like thought. Yeah, and yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is more so like thinking about like economics. Like and I don't mean that like in a high-minded like you know what's the economy going to do, but more so you know the environment of our economy. So you we know we know that that the economy is changing you know whether whether our our system becomes like some cryptocurrency system or whether it's you know off the dollar the, the loss of the petrodollar yeah. whatever like something is happening objectively and usually when something ha- there's this change happening objectively there's also the opportunity for a change to happen subjectively like more so like quality oriented and um also who lives in this area uh this susquehanna river at the 40th parallel is an author you may know of charles eisenstein he's best known for a book called sacred economics and i i i'm a little bit inspired by that i'm thinking about i'm thinking about this both as it relates to like you know bigger things going on but then also in my own my own life and so I'm seeing this change with with the economy and like you know all all of these things and 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 people talking about um, you know the listening to people talk about sacred economics and and I've got a finance background and the way it, it's been coming to me is you know there seems to be or at least the potentiality and this this goes more so to this idea of like how do we want to relate to one another because. Human beings, uh, economies make sense to us, you know, regardless of time or place, we buy and trade with one another, like not just for necessity, but as a way to communicate with each other. This is one of the greatest things of like being human is like, you know, being able to, to go trade with other humans. And so buying and selling in economics is important. And there's this the way we do it now or the way it has been has been very young oriented and what i mean by that is it's very mars it's very outward focus it's like you know i'm going to define i'm going to define the uh um i'm going to define the terms i'm going to go in and there's there's competition and there's limited customers and i got to fight 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 like you know horde and all this sort of stuff so that's kind of young oriented and i'm not saying that with any sort of judgment i'm just saying like you know that's the quality associated with it so as we change, and we're certainly seeing changes everywhere, what would a yin, what would yin economics look like? And so yin economics is, is much more, um, it's receptive. And it's, as opposed to being based upon uh, this idea of limitation, it's much more so about like, like it's trust. If I make a good enough thing, if my, if my content, if, if what I produce in the world and what I want to go and trade for, um, you know, if it's if it's of a caliber of a certain level, well, it just takes care of itself. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what the, that's the a it's, a, game. it's the donation model. I mean, that's what's happening right, but, now. But, for- but so this is the thing: the donation model rubs me the wrong way. Oh, whoa. it really rubs uh, because <laughs> there's something really empowering about going out and making it happen. And and but there, it doesn't always work. Like so, the donation. What, what, what do you like, mean by like, that? How does that? How does that? Uh... But but I think there's a tweak, and this is where my mind has been. So it's like it's 
every economy, like they make, they make economics so difficult. Like, you know, what's the health of the economy? So economies, we're going to deal with like, let's just say like a small economy. Let's say you live in like a, in a small village. All economies are based upon this. The faster the speed of money, the faster people are buying and selling, the better the economy. And so it's like, it's like, you know, you got, you're a painter and like you get a job and like, then you go out and you buy something from the lady next door. And as long as it's going around fast and fast and fast and fast, like that's what, that's what keeps things good. You know, that's when the economy is good. And so we're seeing all of these changes take place and the infrastructure is in place and it's been kind of set up in this, in this donation model, but it does, but Imagine if everyone's just like, you know, we're I, I, I'm looking at Patreon and, and, and we're also moving to this this model of as all the jobs are go, as everything's becoming automated. Is anything and everything that can become automated or roboticized, Ken, it's going to happen. And so you're going to see like a lot of people who who are there are going to be changes in one way is there's probably going to be like much more, whether you want to call it welfare or universal income or something like that, but it's, it's definitely a continue and a, a dependency upon the state. But what also is opening up is we're becoming a, in, we went from like a manufacturing economy to a service economy and we're going to a creation economy. We're all going to become content creators for those who choose to participate. Like you guys are content creators. For our AI overlords? Do you give any? I'm s- for our AI overlords? Because yeah, I mean, there's that yeah. spin on it, right? I, you hear the AI people saying that the AI is going to feed on content. Well, the, the interesting thing you're talking about is this new economy. And yes. really what's, what we're seeing now is I think we're at the peak of how is this going to go? Is this going to go where we are free to create what we want and take donations from people on whatever platform? Or is it going to be a complete clampdown from Visa and MasterCard who are controlling the whole global uh, donation-based model? I mean, they're, they're in control right now. And they're, they're, yeah, not, yeah. And they're starting to um, censor people. So, and they're you're starting to censor. To so what, what are we going to do now when we're not allowed to, to say certain things or people can't put their money on their credit card for us? Like that's, that's really like, that's right around the corner. Like, you know, then we start selling cookbooks. I would imagine, I would imagine that, I mean, particularly from a holistic perspective, like seeing that that's part of the, the environment we're in, that whenever something shuts down in the environment, something else, like the solution shows itself. And again, this is, this is both a permaculture type of mindset, but it's also an optimistic mindset. Um, I, I think I, I, I'm imagining breakaway societies. I mean, yeah. that's my mind. Yeah. Uh, there can't be any other way. Um, and how that happens, like, Hopefully I don't know about your world, but my world is getting weirder and weirder. Yeah. Like, just like in terms of like synchronicities and things just like showing up and um you know whether we call that the mandela effect or whether we call it like you know ascension Magic whether we call whatever, whatever. Yeah. like there's the flipping of the magnetic poles like i don't know what's going on but like something does seem to change is changing and in my personal world what i'm witnessing not just in my own experience but people who i know um 
I like the direction it's going. And so as we're seeing some of these other things like clamp down, like it's 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 forcing I think it's going to force us in a direction which is going to make sense. You know, you can't fight that. Like, I don't want to be in someone else's system. Yeah. And if they don't want me in my in that system, I don't want to be in it either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. I kind of figured you'd have an interesting take with your, uh, you know, your positive outlook on things. And then the rebel side is you just game those motherfuckers and start up like three side accounts doing something else. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Graham's fucking uh, life coaching. <laughs> Comes with podcast. I mean, Comes with the yeah, podcast. The, you're absolutely right because the gaming there, there's something going on with gaming right and i don't even just mean like the, the the like like video games i mean like how the secondary and tertiary markets are becoming even more exciting than than like primary markets whether that's derivative markets or fantasy football like you know all of the real actions going on like somewhere else yeah. and so that's a trend that is a trend so Darren likes to rate synchronicities here. If you do remember a fresh synchronicity, uh, we do talk about them on the show all the time. It happens to listeners. Like listeners send them in. I mean, the, we have the most crazy listener synchronicities that we talk about all the time. Um, we talk about our own. So if one of those, uh, you know, I will one, rate yours favorably. <laughs> um, got any in, uh, in the top here? Hey, you still got my chart. I can't be fucking with the guy that's playing with my future. <laughs> <laughs> um, this will be like one of the only tens, no matter what the synchronicity is, just so Darren gets a good reading. So, all right, here, here's a synchronicity. Um, this happened a month ago. So my birthday was December 2nd. So it happened on my birthday and happened on my birthday weekend. And, uh, the last four years have been a wild ride for me. They haven't exact, they've been, um, they've just been a wild ride. And my birthdays, my birthdays haven't necessarily been the best birthdays, but this was my first good birthday in a long time. Like where I, um, everything was, was, was very good. And so, hell, I'll tell you this one. So this was last year on my birthday. So last year on my birthday, this guy doesn't know this guy doesn't know me and he is traveling through town and we have a um mutual friend his mutual friends uh our mutual friend gave him my numbers like hey you're gonna go through you're gonna go through marietta check out my friend mike and he'll give you a tour because you like all sorts of weird stuff and so the guy calls me up and he's like hey i'm coming through town he's like well you, you, if you give me a tour of town i'll take you out to dinner i'm like deal and then um so we go i give him a tour and um, he doesn't know it's my birthday. And so we go and we have dinner. He had his daughter with him and we had a nice conversation. And then when uh, we're getting ready to leave and I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I had, I hadn't had the best birthday for a variety of other reasons, like what was going on in my life. And right when I'm walking away, he's like, you know what? He's like, I got this book in my car and he opens it up and he's like, I don't know why I have this, um, but maybe you would like it. And he gives it to me. And again, he doesn't know it's my birthday. So I get this birthday present. And um, a lot of my research is based upon like Manly P. Hall's, a lot of, the, a lot of like the, what I show is happening comes from Manly P. Hall's uh, um, secret teaching of all ages. 
which is his most well-known book. And there are all of these different versions of it. And I have the reader's version. It's the one which they sell in Barnes and Noble, which I'm always thinking, I know they cut out all of the good stuff, you know, if this is Barnes and Noble. But this guy gives me this incredibly rare volume of that book, which I use all the time on my birthday. Wow. Fast forward one year later. So this birthday, and this was the kickoff of my birthday. Um, uh, a friend of mine, again, who used to live in town, she comes in town and, uh, she's with, with her, she's got two young children and she says, um, Hey, why don't you come and join, join us out to dinner? And so I'm like, all right, again, I'm going out to dinner. I'm taking out to my dinner on, on my birthday. They don't know it's my birthday. And I mentioned it's my birthday at dinner. And then it turns out that the children baked a cake that day. I didn't know why they baked a cake. So they all go and they have the surprise party. Um, there's a lot more to the story, which I'm not comfortable sharing on the, on, on, on this because of some of, uh, uh, the, the, uh, personal nature, but those are two synchronicities that lined up both in time and space and my, and having specific meaning to me in the fact that it was my birthday and both of them were gifts. That came with gifts. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with your birthday ayahuasca ceremony. Nah, it sounds Maybe fun. that's where it started. <laughs> you did tell My me. birthday ayahuasca yeah, story? Or, yeah, were, were you? Uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, when I was, was kind of, Yeah, because that was another weird <laughs> God, birthday story too, you know? Um, yeah. I want to hear the rating. What's the rating? <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a seven. A seven? There's more data. If I could give you that more data, I know it would be a nine. But I know, I know. I'm data. trying to, I'm trying to get you, that data out of here right now. I'm like, I want to, and like, I no. hesitate. Email it in like, anonymously. Yeah, when you and send I'll rate them, it. When you send them the chart, like you can supplement it a little bit. Yeah, when right, we do the chart, right, we, right, we, we, we can, we'll privately uh, go through it. And then we'll talk about it on the show. That's right. Yeah, and then we'll, then we'll fucking boom. Uh, that's awesome right on yeah anything else to get into uh i think that's about it which i'm working with right you now. know what it's we should have sent uh, the grammarica really birthday the creative stuff and um and getting into more so about about how human being human and relating to humans like before we can even understand how we're relating to each other and particularly the whole male female sort of thing it's like I don't think we know what we are as individuals first. And, and just having this sort of conversation of like, you know, the mechanism of what it is to be human and figuring it out, like as it relates to like the river and all of these other things, like what are these pointing to, you know, and this time, like, you know, what is technology? What is this pointing to? What does this suggest about us and our environment? Um, that's really what I'm excited about because that's the most real thing. Like at the end of the day, if we could take care of all of the other things, like, you know, the clamping down of the system or the, or the, or the, 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 the money or the economy, it's like, we still need to figure out who we are, what we are and how we relate with one another. Yeah. Well said. And just before I forget, if I'm going to put the pictures of my starboard from you on them on our Instagram, so if people want to see it, uh, isn't it a video? Instagram. Well, there, I took a couple screenshots of the whole thing too. So. Can we put the video on the YouTube? 
or is it too personal? I don't, I don't know. Can you do like a, an, uh, what do they call it when like the people talk over while the show is playing? Commentary. commentary. You could do a commentary no. on your star chart for the YouTube channel. No, is that too much? Could you do uh could you do a reading for the birthday of the Grimerica? Uh, what is that date? I don't know. So would it be the day that we launched the website and the Facebook and the YouTube and stuff, or would it be the day the first podcast came out? Well, they're different. And so um, I would look at them differently. I would say those are both significant. I would say the first one is the birth date. I mean, uh, yeah. The first one is December 21st, 2012. <laughs> nice date. That's nice. That's day. the day I was actually looking through it the other day. That's the YouTube, the Facebook were both created yeah, and the day that the, I that? don't have a time. No, it's just not? December 21st, 2012 for YouTube, Facebook and the first grammarica.ca. And then, then the podcast was May 23rd, 2013. May 23rd. Um, so uh, I ask this to people all the time. Uh, if they remember where they were on, on December 21st, 2012. And I was almost every YouTube single page. person's like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I know I remember where I was. And I think it's cool that you guys know where you were. And what's interesting is this is way before anything, like I didn't even know anything about the Susquehanna river. Like it was in, on my radar screen, but I went to someone's house and we all went outside and we just looked at the river and they overlooked the river. And it was, um, when I look back now, you know, at where my life is and, you know, whatever that event was, it was an event because it had so much collective consciousness into it, you know, whether it was, um, and it seems to have been like it, undoubtedly like, uh, maybe because the expectation was set so high that something subtle would be missed. seems like some shift in the system happened. Oh yeah. When, some when we look back, it's funny when we look back, let's say after 10 or 20 years, there'll be, there'll be a significant shift. Yeah. People will go, yeah, yeah, they didn't realize it, but the world changed. Well, there was for us anyway. Yeah. Got a little gram more grammaric in it. Actually, you probably weren't helping. Yet. At that time, I don't think. I was you were At that time, you were still wanted to be the possibilionist. <laughs> I was still going to be anonymous at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what his uh, pseudonym was going to be? What's that? Possibilionist genome. <laughs> could you imagine where we'd be at i do not know uh, we'd be I doing do anime anyways well it's good uh chatting michael thanks for coming on yeah i suppose that's as good a spot as any to wrap it up huge thanks for coming on the show oh no this is i like to come and talk so so to have the opportunity to do so is uh you know it's 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 uh it's a lot of fun for me so thank you right on hope hope some people check out the starboard charts and uh yeah we'll follow your work and keep in touch and stuff yeah, yeah sure. get some readings and people and and also instagram it's it's i'm putting on um a lot of stuff on on instagram uh like interesting art stuff but a lot of information and just all of these different things which i'm playing with and i'm developing a model which uh for I'm developing a model for the content. So if, um, you know, keep an eye on it because there are going to be some changes. Right on. 
Good stuff. All right. Book, yeah. All right, thanks, buddy. Right on. Thanks, Michael. I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Uh, try not to uh, take it too hard this weekend because I think we're supposed to get hit, right? With something cold from Canada. So I'm assuming you and Canada are yeah, it's getting there. Having, yeah. having cold weather as well. So I am ready for winter. It's okay. I'm prepared. <laughs> I was All in right. Manitoba a couple of weeks ago. As cold as a motherfucker. <laughs> It's okay. Enjoy the Wawa. That I will. See that I will. All right. See you. Bye. Ciao for now. You know the button's not there anymore. I can't hang up the call anymore because the fucking I need a mouse, a wireless. We'll get mouse. you a mouse, buddy. I need I need mice. Don't to multiple mice. <laughs> Did you see the? And never mind. We won't get into that right so, now. So you know what? So uh, what? Yeah, that was interesting. That was a fun one. Yeah. I. Yeah, I heard, uh, it's funny how sometimes our own show, I hear more of what I wanted to hear from them on other shows. So that's a good sign. Really? Like the whole river, the river thing and all that. But he does remind me of my friend Mark. Have you, have you met my friend Mark yet? Are you saying you like, you like other people's interviews better than your own? No, I like ours. Oh, okay. You said that kind of weird that people might take it the other way. Your friend Mark? Yeah, Mark, the uh, RH negative blood guy? I don't know. I don't remember that part of him. Of him, West Coast Mark. No, local Mark. Yeah. Okay. That I drove. We podcasted from the don't West Coast together. This is yes. Okay. I'm pointing to the West Coast, okay. not you. The fuck. West Coast is that way. <clears throat> this is West. That really started annoying me. <laughs> um, there's a crazy similarity between the two of them, and I'm not even sure if I should say it, but they both got hit from the knockout game. I don't know what that means. What knockout game? The teenagers are playing this game where they just knock people one time, like, pow, knock you out. Sometimes a video of it, and sometimes it's like an initiation thing. They call it the knockout game. They try and knock it. Mark got his jaw broken. <laughs> and he got hit with a skateboard. Right, really? Right down the path with no hands, yeah. Both got, and it's funny because they, they, I was thinking, man, they, they, look, they remind me of the same guy, right? The knockout game? Got hit by the knockout game. Do we really need to... I know we don't even want to give it any more attention. No, that that's seems a like thing a terrible there, game. I know. We should play that game. When I was a kid, be down in a <laughs> the knockout game was choking yourself out with your sweater until <laughs> 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 you fell over and got all lightheaded. We, we did the, bre- the breathing in a bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or we used to see the one where you breathe real quick and then someone would push yeah. on your chest up against the wall. Yeah. Bah, yeah bad ideas. So you're just like, yeah. Fucking sucks. Crazy kids. We should have our own knockout game going. We'll do it at CAC. If you come to CAC, we'll play the knockout. Graham and I are playing the knockout game all week. Put up a portable ring and... Yeah. Wrestle. Wrestle. Octagon. Yeah. Cage. Two go in, one comes out. We could probably sell that fucker real quick if we build a cage. Anyway, big thanks to Michael for coming on the show. I can't wait for my reading. Can't wait for all that fun stuff. I'll put the starboard on Instagram. Yeah. That'll be good. I'm interested, yeah. yeah. I wish I knew how to read those better. I really need to be watch very visual. This will be very visual. I'll have to watch you. the yeah. video, yeah. though. I can't just look at the screenshots and know what the fuck's going on. No, but it's just a beautiful thing as well. The, the, the board he made is very um, artistic and appealing, and it's a beautiful process. Fuck yeah. Anyway, check it out. Get a reading from Michael. After you're on there, you're on the internet, you're going to Michael, you're signing up for your reading, you put some money in your PayPal account to do that, 
got your credit card out, head over to grandamerica.ca slash support. If you don't like PayPal, maybe head over to grandamerica.ca slash Stripe. You sign up for a monthly and you help support the show, guys, because, uh, you know, we've moved into this new space so we can grow the show. We bought these nice curtains to try and cut down the sound again. And we're just trying to just trying to make it here, trying to create some value you for you guys. those curtains? I thought you'd. No, I actually got them for free. Oh, Why would you fucking say that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have bought a nicer color than Sky America green. Some like tan slash green color. No, you know what's funny is uh, I was thinking about what we can hang over them to hide the the ugliness of them. But what are you kidding me? Those are great curtains. Listen, Pink Floyd. <laughs> That'll go too. It's just to dampen it down. To that is going to be there in bit. two years. That Pink Floyd thing is still going to be there, hundred percent. If we're still here, we might be canceled if more people don't head over to America.ca slash support and sign up for a monthly, because uh, because we need the support, guys. We really do. We uh, we can't do the show without it. We wouldn't be where we are without those of you who are supporting. So thank you to you guys. And uh, not only that, the other 99% of you that do enjoy the show for free, you should thank those guys as well because they yeah. are the people that are responsible for producing this podcast. So uh, head over to grammatic.ca slash support. Start out 2019 with a clear conscience and a couple dollars a month, less than a price of coffee, cop, cup, little, less than a price of a cup of coffee a month. Support the show. Also sign up for the newsletter, grammatic.ca slash news. We got pictures of Graham in there and stuff like that. He takes pictures of me sometimes in my funny pants. It's turning into a fun little thing going on there. The newsletter is a whole lot of fun. Uh, what else? Oh, sign Instagram. Up. Everything yeah. in the show notes. Just do yeah. everything in the show notes once and you don't have to review, do it again. I, review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. No one's reviewed too. the show in a while. Go review the show. Grimerica.ca uh, slash iTunes. And it also, if you sign up, you get the extra content, right? If you support the show, you get the extra content. Any, any, any support, any sign up, like any any monetary donation, monthly or yeah, one time, right. gets you like a black budget support feed link. Yeah, and you also get access to the forums, all that fun stuff. Right on, guys. Do all that shit. And aside from that, have a great weekend. Have a great week. Have some good vibes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Motherfuckers! It's time to open up them caves! You call ears! Cause there's a real shitstorm brewing and I think you know what I'm talking about! In a world where our rights and freedoms go to the highest bidder! Fuck up! Now listen up, son! Peace. Rip me down the earth as man, the soil, the gears of hate.